Welcome to the Coach Speak Podcast, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Steve Medford, the show where we talk coaching with some of the best in the business. In this episode, Bill Roseberry sits down with East Alton Wood River head coach and assistant coach, Gary and Kyle Heron. This episode of Coach Speak starts in 20 seconds. To win in sports, you must focus on your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. I'm Steve Medford, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, and I can help. Call 498-8523. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. All right, we're back here on Coach Speak here at the WBGZ Studios. Back from a extended break. We've been off for a while. Um, I'd had some stuff going on and I wanted to kick it off and uh, talk to some guys that had a pretty special fall season and get started right back here with some some uh, some guys that got a lot to talk about. So I have East Alton Wood River head football coach Gary Heron and assistant football coach Kyle Heron, the Heron brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, now, Kyle, this is your first time doing anything like this, right? Nobody ever gets to talk to you, do they? No, uh, you know, I keep uh, asking, but they never never really want to. So it's it's always Gary that gets to talk on things. So He hogs all the spotlight. All the airwaves, yep. Yeah. Hey, I told him if he wants to take the keys to the car, he can have it, you know. But uh, (laughs) he keeps telling me, no, I think I'm happy where I am, so. Yeah, I was. I was. That was one of the things we were going to get to later. But have you ever wanted to be a head coach yourself, or um, right out of uh, right out of college, I applied at Jacksonville route right out, and uh, I, I'm glad I didn't get it now, knowing what I know now. <laughs> uh, but it was a, it was a thing right out of right out of school that yeah I did, and but it's all about I I, I found out that coaching is all about being around the right type of people. Mm-hmm. And if you can't surround yourself with those type of people, and going back up to Jacksonville where I went to school would have been a great thing, but who knows who I'd have, I'd have contacted for an assistant coach. Right. And if you don't have the right guys around you, it doesn't matter how good you are as a coach sometimes. It's it's all about you know putting together a team. And I so. guess you guys can trust each other, huh? Yeah, yeah you know, most of the time. You know, we've had <laughs> some spats throughout the years, but uh... – um, you know, we talked. We we just had a couple new coaches come on this past year or two, and and you know we get to tell them stories. One of them was a player it was Justin Engler, he's my quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was coaching at the lower level and coaching our quarterbacks, and you know we got to tell him all the stories he didn't hear when he was a player, you know, about <laughs> us, and and uh, you know he, they all get a kick out of it. So it's 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 good fun. It's you know it's nice. He uh, he lives with me, so you know he gets me twenty four hours a day, and and we get to talk football whenever we want. So it, that makes it kind of cool, and and uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty neat thing. Yeah, before before we get into this past season and, and your uh, your time there, which uh, God, I mean, we've got now eight years. Eight years. Wow, now. wow. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk going back. Um, you know, I had two questions for you. One, what was it like? Because you co- right out of high school, you were coaching on Gary Carter's staff <clears throat> while Kyle was playing. So, what was it like? coaching him it was it was pretty cool um you know I thankfully I wasn't like you know the headline coach or the um or anything like that so I didn't directly coach him but you know there's always that you know hey I'm your older brother and you know you you played under me and and uh there's some some tips and stuff you you talk about and and things you know 
uh, especially throughout a game. Um, you know, little, you know, he played center, I played guard, so it was a little bit different. But I had played center my freshman year, so you know, I knew I knew the position, and and uh, and you know, whenever I could get a word in from our O line coach Brian Painick, you know, I would I would say some things here or there. But uh, it, it was really cool, um, you know, to be a part of that undefeated season. Right. Um, you know, that comeback against Carlinville. Uh, that's one of the greatest games I've ever been a part of, and. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty neat to to be able to be a coach when he played. Well, now, question to you, looking at it the other way, what was it like playing for your older brother as a coach? You know, uh, I don't remember a whole lot about practice. Uh, most of, most of our practice stories go straight to Brian Panic, and and just how good he was, and and how he was able to to get you to do what you needed to do. Well, there were two stories in particular I remember. We were playing Vandalia week two or three. I think so. Yeah. And it was a, a big hyped matchup. They were two and zero. We were two and zero, and we just we just knocked them apart. Uh, I mean, it, any way you could score, we scored. Uh, special teams, defense, offense, and I remember I was the last guy on our defensive squad to be subbed for, and so I'm looking around. and You got all the <laughs> subs around you. And I'm going, what's going on here, man? Like, uh, this is why this is why we blow teams out is to you know get out of the game, get to relax, and, and watch the younger guys play. And I remember we chased the quarterback out of the pocket, and and we were all running for him. And I had cram- and he goes down right in front of me. And I I jump over him because I didn't want to get a late hit penalty. Mm-hmm. And and as I jumped, I got a calf cramp. Oh no! And everyone's you know everyone's worried that I'm hurt and everything like that. And I'm over there kind of laughing because I know, hey, finally. I get to come out of the game. Like this is this is my point. And so I get over to the side of the field finally. And I knew it, Gary Carter always walked out in the field. So this back before we had athletic trainers and what so you know if you went down, you had a good thirty seconds to just relax for a minute before Gary Carter got out there. And I remember getting off on the sideline and I guess Gary thought I was gonna go back in the game at some point because he came over and he's like, What's wrong? And I go, Well, I got calf you know, my calf cramped up. So instead of laying me down and, and pulling my toe forward, he decided to rub a cramp out. <laughs> and it, it's like he tried to shove his fist through my calf all the way to my front shin bone. And I'm like, dude, this isn't that important right now. <laughs> it's over. Just let it go. And then the last story was uh, modern day, yeah, last game of the season, uh, senior year. Uh, I got blindsided or something like that. And... I'm down again. I can't, couldn't breathe, but our, our our motto was always get up. You can get off the field, you get up and get off the field. Mm-hmm. But I, I couldn't breathe. And I'm like, you know what? Again, I got about 30 seconds here. If I wait for Coach Carter to come out, he'll ask me what's going on. I'll look. <gasps> yeah, and he'll know what's going on. And so <laughs> I finally got off the field. And I dropped down on my knees once I got off the field because I still was having trouble breathing. And I just puke all over the sideline. And it's red. And I'm going... Oh my gosh, what is that? Well, I didn't know. I landed right in front of Gary. And so Gary's standing right there. He's kind of got his hand on my back. I'm like, what is that? Why is it, why is it red? He goes, you drink red Gatorade, you <laughs> idiot. Get up <laughs> and, and you know, get ready to get back in the game. And you know, two plays later, I'm right back in. So I mean, those are the two that I really remember him being there. And it's just it. It's funny because you know when you get hurt, you don't want to. <laughs> the last person you want to see is is someone that you know you don't want to disappoint, for right. one. And uh, and so yeah, practice wise, I don't really remember him, but the, those games you remember coming off the field and he sees something and he'll let you know and, and stuff like that. So, so yeah. Um, now let's 
Let's fast forward to this season, and then we'll we'll work back to some of that other stuff. But I mean, what a what a season this year! You know, um, fourth playoff appearance um, for yep. you guys since you took over the program in in what 2015. 15, yeah. Um, you know, you were uh, six and four this year, and a couple of really signature wins towards the beginning of the season, especially that week one win over Harrisburg. And how much did that set the tone for uh, for moving moving forward with the season, too? Oh, I mean, I think it definitely, you know, set the tone, especially the way we won it um, in overtime. Uh, you know, I think it showed our kids that, you know, if you can play at that level for the entire game, you're going to have a shot to win at the end. And, um, you know, and everybody knows Harrisburg. They're a storied team from the south. Um, you know, when I was in school, I believe they were in a state championship or won a state mm-hmm. championship. So, you know, I definitely had memories of them. And, and, uh, and you know, we just told our kids they're going to be a good team. They play in a good conference just like we do. Um, you know, expect them to bring their best even though it's week one. I'm kind of glad we caught them week one because they did get better throughout the season. But, uh you know, our kids showed up, and, and um, you know, they were resilient, and we fought. And, I mean, we didn't even start out with Miguel at quarterback that game. We started with Seth in that game. And mm-hmm. and um, there was a point in the game, that was our first touchdown, maybe. Um, Seth kind of, he got the ball at quarterback, and he faked, and he slipped, and he ends up breaking a 30-yard run for a touchdown. And, <laughs> and he comes, you know, he, he he's real hyped. And Seth is a kid that doesn't get, you know, excited like that. And, and to see him like that, and then he comes off the sideline and says, I just, you know, I just want to run the ball. And, uh, and, you know, so after that, I decided, well, let's put the best kid at running back at running back. And, and yeah. we put Miguel at quarterback, and the rest was kind of history for that game. But, uh, you know, it, it it was special for our kids. It was special for me. That was my first overtime game. Um, so like, oh, really? Yeah, the pressure was was on. <laughs> I mean, as a head coach anyway. Head coach, um, yeah. The pressure was on. And and uh, thankfully, you know, that two-point play was went our way. And, and um, you know, and, and the rest is history. So, yeah, I think it was a great thing for our kids to get a win like that week one and and not a win against, uh, you know, uh, the schedule we have been playing, like 1A, 2A schools. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a legit 4A school um, that, that's a that's a really good team. And, and um, you know, our kids showed up and played well. And then, obviously, you get the win over Columbia, too, which is a big conference win. And, and, and just talk about being in this conference now and how much more that <clears> – <throat> puts you guys you know into the fire than when you were playing in the prairie state obviously you know? yeah i mean there's no gimme games mm-hmm. at all um you know even if a team's down they're still going to play hard um you know not taking anything away from the teams we played in the prairie state but you know you're playing schools of 100 200 kids then mm-hmm. now we're playing schools from 400 to 600 you know i mean it's it makes a huge <clears throat> difference in the clientele that you face and and the number of them and you know what was it one or two years ago like breeze central freeburg columbia or Bree, well especially breeze and freeburg they had 30 kids per class yeah and i'm like you know how do we compete with it with teams that that you know we have you know when we show up with eight freshmen and 10 sophomores and and five juniors and you know and 12 seniors how do you compete with that and and uh you know we we told our kids since we since we played that COVID season we played that schedule um that this is going to be tough this is not you know at practice is going to mean more every day um, you're going to have to prepare like you've never prepared before and play like you've never played before to be able to compete in this conference uh, because it is a legit conference for sure. Um, you know, even, you know, 
I remember Freeburg when I coached at Roxana and we played them right. in the playoffs. They were a tough team, even then. Yeah. You know, that's really before they got that, you know, that new class of kids in. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, so it's it's definitely tough, and it makes it tougher on the coaches as well. I know we, we spend a lot more time trying to game plan. And, you know, they. Uh, what's nice is a lot of them run kind of the same type of offense. So there's not a lot of tweaks going on there, but we have to be able to score. And if you can't score in this, in this conference, you're going to get beat by 40 points every week. So... You know, that's where we put our emphasis, and, and uh, thankfully we had a, a defense full of seniors that made plays for us. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a great conference. Uh, we love being in it. Um, so we'll just have to see how we can fare next year. Yeah, Kyle, when did when looking at this team, I mean, when did you realize that this could be a special season? Pretty early on? Um, yeah, I mean, the Harrisburg game helped a lot. I, I saw a belief in our kids from that because I, I think before that they weren't sure they knew they were talented, but they didn't. They weren't sure if they were a good team. And and once you pull off that at Harrisburg, that we rode that belief train. I, I feel like for a couple of weeks because it after that it didn't matter what happened. We always believed we were either going to come back or we were going to make the big play when we needed it. And and that rolled in. I think that's why you saw Columbia the way you did because we had to come back from a brief central loss. Mm-hmm. You know the first kind of time in the in the season where we didn't come back and we didn't respond like we should have and and so you know that Columbia what the one thing I remember about Columbia was that their coach at halftime now he's going to be a Hall of Famer Scott Horner and uh, he just he he met our AD he was waiting on something outside of his locker room and and he's like man I knew you guys were physical but I didn't know we were this physical and I just felt like that game our kids came out and put it to them run it right at them mm-hmm. and and we were in in years past and you know when columbia comes to town our kids kind of freeze a little bit yeah and and this year we just they weren't afraid yeah and it was good to see that out of our kids because it that that's something that we have to we have to be good at because we're not going to get the classes of 30 right you know we, we have to go into games saying hey we, you strap it up like we strap it up and and if we can get our kids believing like that i think we're a pretty good team year in and year out you guys think you've done a good job with that? I mean, obviously, four playoff appearances in eight years, and COVID set things back a little bit. Obviously, it's almost like rebuilding rebuilding a program. But, you know, I think you guys have set a tone that, you know, you can't just come in and walk over the Oilers. I mean, would you agree with that? I mean, yeah. that's something you guys, um, I think, have worked hard to do, actually. Yeah, I know. In, in our eight years, um, whether it been the, the first however many years in the Prairie State and, and now being the Cokie Conference, we've had good, really good offensive teams. Um, you know, we've had uh, Zach Womack almost well, we almost had the single-season rushing record right. when he was here. Seth broke it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it stood for 20 years um, back when I played with Travis Williams. So, you know, and then – but, you know, our staple has always been and what we wanted to really be good at was defense. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have – I'm really proud of the product, you know, that we put out on the field defensively um, in these eight years. There hasn't really been a year, maybe outside of year one, um, where, you know, I felt like our defense just got outplayed. Um, week in, week out. Now, you're going to have a game where you just have a bad game. But, I, you know, collectively, as the season goes or the eight seasons go, um, you know, people ask me all the time, like, what do you want, you know, Gary Heron football to you know, be remembered as? And, and you know, I always tell them to be, you know, have a stable offense, be able to score, and to get after it on defense. And, you know, that's kind of the way – 
the mentality was when I played. Um, you know, we always had really good defenses, and of course, we had some playmakers on offense when I played, right. um, which always helps. Um, that always helps. You know, the the amount of athletes you have is a huge deal. But um, but if you can shut teams down and make them do things they don't want to do, that's kind of what you know. I think our our eight years, um, we've done that to some teams, and it feels really good as a coach. Yeah, I mean, as far as you guys, I've always thought it's been defense. It's been playing tough in the trenches and running the football. Yep. Do you guys get both of you were, you know, defensive linemen and offensive linemen? I mean, that's how any football team should be built from the inside exactly. out. And I don't think, you know, even at the pro level, you see teams that aren't successful trying to build from the outside in. Right. And, I mean, it, I think you guys have always – kind of had that inside-out philosophy where you're building it within the trenches and then coming out. And I mean, does that come from that experience as an offensive and defensive lineman for both of you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, when you say that, I, I think of the Browns. The Browns for years, you, you drafted all these quarterbacks, all these wide receivers in the right. first round, yeah. and you've never truly built up the problem with just keeping those guys upright or giving those guys time to work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is. It, it, when you have, you have to have strength. Strength is one of the biggest things. You don't have to have size. You don't have to have – you have to have a willingness to go and strength behind it. And so if you're opening up holes, it makes it easier for those backs who might be mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can combine that with a back that's good now, say this year, you open up holes for that kid and he's breaking tackles, then you got something going. You're controlling clock. You're you're moving the ball consistently. You're staying on on task. Um, and then outside of that, if you can get a guy, a quarterback, who can also run the ball and now throw quick passes, throw screens, and possibly put the ball downfield, now you have something going on offense. And I think defensively, if if you can keep guys off the guys you want to make tackles. Yeah. Uh, now I wasn't a I wasn't a down the field D lineman. <laughs> right. I was a, I was a run stuffer. I would move laterally. And I would, I would, I would didn't make a whole lot of tackles for loss, but I made a lot of tackles at the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. and and so I, you know, we, you don't have to have guys that consistently are just chasing down people. You have to have guys that are hungry for the football, the way they can do it. And so, you know, I, I think each team's different. Uh, when we started out, we ran a four-four, and then learned at Columbia the very first week that we don't have enough big guys to run a four-four, so we were a three-four the rest of that year. And then we liked the principles of that 4-4, so we moved to a 3-3 the next year. We held that out all the way till COVID, and we played Nokomis and got, what, three linebackers hurt in one game? Yeah. And so we're like, <laughs> well, now we're short on linebackers, so now we're either back to a 3-4 or, or 4-4. And, and that's now morphed into something stable, and I'm, I'm looking at all the teams in the conference, and they're 4-3 teams or 4-2-5 teams. And so I think we've morphed into that, and, and we're trying to find our own way of, of running those defenses because we, we want to be different. Uh, we don't want to s- give teams the same look every week and right. stuff like that. So it, it's kind of morphed into a 4-3, and next year we're going we're gonna to evaluate our kids and see what we're going to be good at, and we might be back to a 3-3. We might be back to a 3-4. And, and uh, good coaching is going to be adjusting to the talent that you have on your roster anyway. Right. I mean, yep. you know, you, if, you, if you don't have the – you know the the personnel to to do a certain run a certain um, you know system. You got to yeah. kind of adjust to what you have. You know? And that's also why, like, we, so we run uh, shotgun wing T offensively, 
we've been a wing T team our, our entire career, whether it's pistol, under center, shotgun now. And I believe it, it gives us the best chance mm-hmm. with the type of kids we have consistently. If, if we were to run a spread, you have to have that guy quarterback. You have to have guys that can get open on the outside. And you have to have linemen that can go one-on-one with people. If you're going to run an I formation, you better be big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you better get after people. And because you're going to do a, one-on-one, one-on-one, a lot of one-on-one ISO blocks. But for us, we're going to misdirect a little bit. Uh, we're going to RPO a little bit. We're going to block you on angles instead of blocking you straight up half the time. So it gives our kids leverage and, and things like that that I think as smaller kids sometimes we can win. So I think it gives, you know, like you said, coaching from the inside out and what we've done, I think it gives the kids tools. So we're not just a one-dimensional thing. We do run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have found out ways, different ways of running it, um, whether it be, you know, um, you know, running the jet sweep outside or pitch sweep or some kind of an option play um, or counters. We've been really good at counters, um, you know, since we've been here. Um, you know, and then, you know, throwing those RPOs outside and surprising people. You know, I, I know the scouting report on us. It's They're going to run the ball. Right. And they're going to run the ball to C-gap. Yeah. Um, you know, so we have to we have to do things, you know, as a coaching staff to put our kids, you know, in the best best position and to give them those tools to be ready to adjust. And that's that's one thing we've learned so far from this new system that we're running. Um, is that there's a lot of tools. I mean, there's so many tools, probably too many. Um, we're just trying to figure out which ones we want and that, that are good, you know, good for our kids uh, moving forward. And, and, you know, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for it. And I, I love this. I was always a, a big time under center, you know, uh, traditional 800, 900, you know, and then double wing guy. Uh, for the longest time, but then, you know, Justin Ingler came along, and it's like, I can't yeah. get that kid under center. Right. You know, he needs to move around, and, and uh, you know, I think right now he would have really fit well in this system. Oh, he'd have been, he'd have been And he hates it. He's like, man, he's like, I love this, you know. And, and so, but, you know, like you said, you know, changing changing what you do, the personnel you have, and, and I think that's what we've done consistently since we've been here. So, you know, it's it's been um, good for our kids. It's been good for our school. Um, you know, it's been thankfully good for us, so. Let's talk about Seth a little bit, too. He had 1,645 yards rushing, 19 rushing TDs. He had one more kickoff return TD, a passing TD, 112 tackles on defense, three interceptions, a fumble recovery. I mean, that's that's a pretty, you know, packed stat line there. Yeah, I mean, he kid. was... He was pretty, and you, you said it. I didn't realize that 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 was the that's the record. That's the rushing mm-hmm. record for the school. Yep. He broke Travis's Travis's record, huh? record. Yeah, and wow. uh, it, you know, I wish I could redshirt him yeah. <laughs> and bring him back oh, another I'm year. Sure. Um, you know, he's he's definitely a kid um, that that you don't coach every year, every five years, even every ten years, um, especially in our area. Uh, he's just he's such a talent, um, and you would never know it. You know, watching him day to day or talking to him, he's not a flashy kid. Um, he shows up, he puts in his work, um, and, and it shows on the game field. Uh, he's probably been our best blocker at running back that I've ever had. I mean, probably, I, I can't, at least eight or nine, he ten. Was, he was close to leading the team in pancakes. In pancake as well. blocks. Wow. I mean, putting big guys wow. on the outside, just, just taking them down. And that's that's what I love seeing as a coach. Yeah, it's great that he you know busts off a seventy yard run and and because you know that's how Buck Sweep's supposed to look. You know, you're supposed to yeah. get a kick out of a block inside, and he's supposed to go through the hole, and he did that pretty well. But when other guys were running the ball, that's when you really saw how unselfish he was, um, and how how much effort he put forth. Uh, he's just a he's a great kid. Um, 
you know, like I said, we're trying right now to, you know, see if he wants to, to play in college. He's still, I mean, like I said, he, you know, we said something about a playoff <laughs> game and we were talking about Sacred Heart Griffin. Coach goes, oh, we're, we're watching SHG. And he goes, coach, I don't know who SHG is. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just he's not in just, tune. I mean, the kid yeah. doesn't watch TV. He, he doesn't he, play Madden football. No, he, he goes outside really? and, and does stuff with his hands. And, and, you know, that's just the kind of kid he is. So, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's been odd because you wouldn't think a kid like that, it would translate really well to the, to the playing field. But but he's super smart. Uh, he's got a 4.3 GPA. Um, wow. So, I think as far as school-wise, he could go wherever he wanted to, um, wherever he wants to. Um, you know, now it's just trying to, if he wants to play football, it's trying to find the right fit for him. And, and it's uh, – you know, it was it was a real special year, special season um, for him to get that, and it was funny after he did it, I uh, I called Travis and I said, hey, uh, he goes, hey man, I said I hadn't heard, you know, we haven't talked in probably about a year. He lives up near Chicago now, and okay, and um, and I said, well, I wanted to let you know that I said your single season rushing record got broke. And he goes, oh man, he goes, that's that's awesome. He goes, that's great. He said, you know, and I I told him he knew it was Seth, and and I said, he said, tell Seth uh, congratulations, and and uh, it was well deserved, and and so it, you know it was pretty cool for for Seth to you know I told him that, and he goes, that's that's pretty cool, and he knew who Travis was. Then. He knew uh, he knew who Travis was through us. Through I mean, you, you know, I don't yeah. think I don't know that he's ever met Travis. Um, I know that when he was in junior high, he beat another guy I played with Shane Tennant his like scoring record in basketball okay. so i knew he'd met him and, and stuff like that but i don't know that he's ever met travis um but uh but yeah you know and then of course his third time all conference and and then honorable mention all state um and then academic all state so he's got a lot of hardware to you know that he, he went home with this year and and obviously the mvp of our team you know for our right. team awards and hey, he's he's going to be missed he's he's a great kid yeah he he jumped off the map this year offensively um we kind of knew what he had offensively his freshman year. We're up <clears throat> playing Johnsburg, and uh, late in the game, they had again they were a team of of thirty seniors, and uh, we're getting whooped pretty good. And up at Illinois Wesleyan's turf, yeah. right? And uh, we happened to just put him and him and Braden St. Peter's in at halfback. There were our freshman halfbacks there, and it was late in the game, and they had put in their subs, but their subs were seniors that didn't get to play a whole lot. And Seth <laughs> rattles off a forty yard run. And we're like, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, we knew he was pretty good. We watched him a couple of freshman games, but to see him live in a varsity game was was a different story. And then he takes over for Brody in the COVID season when Brody had a, his ankle issue again. Yeah, and uh, it, it seemed like he kind of struggled a little bit. But we knew how good he was. He was just getting hit the line, and said so we we weren't opening our polls for him. And then the next year he had an okay season, nothing spectacular, but. All throughout that, defensively, he had been starting since a sophomore. And after he figured it out at Nokomis that, hey, I can be aggressive from this position because we're because we are running what we're running and we're wanting our safeties to get up in the box and, and play a little bit. I mean, he was he was a guy that played safety for us that should have been a probably a middle linebacker. I mean, he, he laid wood every time he came up to hit somebody. And he would throw his body around. I mean, the last game of the season, he knocked our cornerback stiff almost. <laughs> bloodied, his, bloodied his nose. his chin. And, oh, no, cut his nose. eye. Yeah, yeah cut, cut his, his eye. eye. And just because he plays at 1,000 miles per hour. And and his inst- his instincts are what are what set him apart from other kids. It's not things that we taught. We taught, we taught Miggy. Miggy did a very good job at safety this year, too. But Miggy was playing off what he found out. And Seth played off his instincts, and then what he found out. So it just made him that much better. That's uh, special. As a player. When you get a and player and, and like it's special. That too. Yeah, it yeah. really is. He was making plays that we're going like, oh, we're beat. 
and all of a sudden here he comes, like just out of nowhere. And it's because he he might have saw it a little bit late, but he saw it and he jumped it. And and I know at Redbud, but they had scored twice or once. Once, yeah. They were leaking their fullback out, and we're telling our backers, "Hey, you see fullback leak? You got to run with. You got to run with." And he had stepped up as a safety because he had no outside threat. He saw the fullback leak out. He jumps it for a pick six and gets us right back in the game. And it's like it's just it's small things like that that you can tell kids about, but until they see it, until they do it, they don't know how they don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Him, he sees it before it happens, and he just does it. How does that stack up? Obviously, you played with Travis Williams, who yep. we were talking about earlier, went on to U of I and was really successful there, and then played some arena league football, mm-hmm. and you coached Zach Kincaid, who went on and played at Drake, at Drake yep. and at the Division One level. So, I mean, you get a couple of D1 players there. I, I mean, how does he stack up in, in, in comparison to those guys, maybe for people that know those two from the past, too? Um, well, you know, I, I think the, I know it's the only thing – yeah, I mean, it's different. But the only th- – I think the thing that hurts Seth is his speed. Um, he's not as fast as Travis, um, and yeah. that's you know I think if yeah, he has Travis that if he has fast. four two four three speed, yeah, uh, we're talking about over two thousand yards. You know, I mean, at, there, there was what three times he got caught three at Clemson, at Redbud, and, and at Redbud, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, uh, those if he runs that that fast, there's no way he's getting caught. Um, <laughs> but really, other than that, you know, I, I mean, I see a kid. He's six one. He's one hundred seventy five, one hundred eighty pounds, soaking wet. Um, great work ethic. Uh, you know, when I played with Travis, um, he wasn't very big. He right. was 6'1", 6'2", 155 pounds. Um, in high school and in college, he gained a little <laughs> yeah, bit of weight. he put it on uh, yeah. in college. Um, but, you know, work ethic was there. Um, They're going to do super, that in college, though, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, super athlete. Um, and, you know, I, I like I, I liken Seth to Travis as far as defensively of just how hard he went. And because, you know, Travis played safety for us and, and he would come up and make plays in the box. He led our team in tackles, you know, just like Seth did. So I think there's a lot of comparables there between them. Um, you know, how comparing him to Zach Kincaid, Zach Kincaid had a great work ethic. Right. Outstanding work ethic. He, he worked for everything that he's gotten. And, and, you know, and I told him early on, you know, and I know this was a, a big thing with, with the team at the time, but, you know, we had a meeting. I think he was a sophomore, and, and I go, and it was a team parent meeting or whatever. I go, listen, we have no Division One athletes on this team right now. I said, but that doesn't mean one of these guys can't be. And, you know, and, and some of it might have been taken the wrong way, but all I was telling them was that, listen, D1 schools just aren't going to come knocking at your door because you think you're good. Right. You know, they want to see you put in the work. They want to see it on film. Um, and Zach was a kid that did that to the extreme. Practice would oh, yeah. be over. Zach would be out working stuff on the game field by himself. Yeah. You know, that, those are the kind of traits that guys that go on and play Division One, Division One AA, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you see in those guys. You know, it's, it's the willingness and the want to, to right. be better and to do anything they can with the time they have in those four years to make that possible. And, uh, you know, so, or, um, Travis, a lot of it was natural talent yeah. ability. I mean, that, you For know. Sure. Um, uh, when you see a kid like that, and, and you know, when I look, I've, I've seen some old game film, you know, having to like really squint my eyes and see those VHS films. Uh, it, it's just it, the, it, the speed at which he played with is just unbelievable. Um, and, you know, and there's sometimes, like I said, I see that in Seth uh, and, and Zach, you know, his, his work ethic in the weight room was Outstanding. Todd Locks has talked about that, him that's as where, one of that's the better Zach, athletes. That Zach completely was trained, yeah. different than both of those two because Zach didn't have all the physical attributes yeah. to start with. Um, Travis had his athleticism. Seth has his instincts. 
Zach was a completely self-made man. Yep. Um, started out as a as a chubby kid that, that everybody thought was going to be a lineman. He ended up playing some line for us, yeah. but you know he wanted to be a linebacker. He wanted to be he wanted to be Brian Erlacher. He wanted to be those guys, <laughs> and and he was way more cerebral about the game than I know Seth is because Seth just plays. You know, Seth will Seth will get his reads and do his stuff, but Zach's Zach's dissecting his reads. He's he's saying, hey, you know, if we get this and I'm going to be in this hole and and my outside backer should be in this hole, should force it right back to me. He's thinking the game out before it even happens, and to make him be that instinctual player mm-hmm. on the field on the game day. <laughs> and 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 when it comes to the weight room, I don't think we've had a, a harder worker than yeah. Zach. Um, completely a strong kid from top to bottom. Anything you want him to do, if he wasn't good at it, he was going to figure out how to be good at it, and he was going to find a way. And I think that's that's one thing about Zach is that, you know, he wanted all the things. He wanted to go to a D1 school. He wanted to, to prove that he was good enough. And that's why I knew when he went to Drake and mm-hmm. they did move him to DT or DN first and then yep. DT later on, it wasn't going to be a big deal for Zach because Zach wants to be there. Yep. Zach right. wants to prove that he's that guy. And and you don't get to coach a player like that too often either. I mean, right. they, they, it's yeah. a, it, kind of a different side of the coin uh, than Seth or even Travis. Travis was destined. You know, he, he, he had the speed. He had the athleticism. He had the numbers. Well, and he had the other sports as well. And he had I mean, the other yeah, sports. Yeah, he got noticed because of track. Right. Yeah, won a state championship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and then you get a kid like Zach. So I mean, if you could fill your roster with all those type of kids, get them all three at the same get, time. If you get them all three good. at the same time, we'd be pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we'd want to run up the middle on us. That's for sure. <laughs> but I mean, well, and, and one last thing I, I noticed, you know, as we're talking with all three of those those guys, or they're all good kids. Yep. Good students. They followed the rules. You know, they and they did what they were asked. And, you know, as long as and, – and that's what this year, I think, has kind of set it apart from other years in the past. Not that we haven't had good kids in the past. We have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we had 16 seniors, and I would say 90% of them had over a 4.0 GPA. That's awesome. And, yeah. you know, and that's something we've never had. We've had – like I said, we've had good kids. We've had – Zach's class, five, was, the Zach's class, class was, was probably the last class that – that had those type of kids, um, but not and that many. And that was a playoff team too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, and that's, um, but that just goes to show you, like you have those those good kids who are willing to work hard and do what's asked of them, um, and not only on the football field but in the classroom as well, giving our program, you know, a, a seen in a good light by not only, you know, the, their peers but their teachers and the community. Um, I mean, the, the community support we had this year was outstanding. And it was nice to see, and you know, and, and uh, those kids, you know, even though we we lost against Roxana, just the atmosphere, like those kids, they, they'd never seen something like that before. I mean, we played them the year before, and it was rainy. Yeah, you know, there wasn't as well attended, but but this year, I mean, there were people <laughs> everywhere, and it was like a playoff game, and yeah. uh, you know, and it was neat for those kids to see. But but you know, them obviously winning and and doing all that kind of you know helped that, but but just the way they're seen, you know, from the outside in by those people. Um, and both teams, um, you know, I know Wade over Roxana has some good kids as well, and uh, and so you know the way both both those programs are, are seen from the outside in is the reason why you get that many people there. 
you know, Wade's going to be my next guest here on Coach Speak. He's coming Wade in sucks. next. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no uh, me, we uh, we get along well, really, really yeah. well with Wade. <laughs> Good I mean, we see him at clinics, and we always yeah. talk wing tea. So it's nice to have another coach <laughs> that runs wing tea around the area just talking. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's let's talk about that. I know it was a loss. I'm sure he's going to have a lot more positive take on oh, it when yeah. he's in here next week. But I know him, for example, he's been on here before, and we talk. He's very adamant about getting these local games in here. You know, he was really big on, you know, he's a Mount Olive guy. He's right, not yeah. like you. You guys coached at Roxana and played right. at Wood River. You know, now you coach at Wood River. You understand what that's supposed to be. Yep. And, I mean, you know, he wanted that. And, I mean, it, I think this year everybody got, I mean, I know you guys want to win, but as far as a game, yeah, got as Cara, game, yeah. two, two playoff teams, this is what the Wood River-Roxanna rivalry is supposed to be. Absolutely. And it's got to make everybody hungry to get back out there next year because all the kids that are coming back for you guys are going to be like, damn it, we got to beat Roxanna right. next year after that. And just talk about that game and, like you said, that atmosphere. I'm kicking myself. I was going to come to that game, and I've been working a lot, a lot of hours, mm-hmm. and I was just like – Nah, I'm, I'm tired, and you know I know that there's gonna be people everywhere, and I didn't. I, I just decided to stay home, and then I saw the final. I said, "Dang it, I should have went down there. I knew I should have, and just walked the sidelines and watched." You know, I mean, because I know yeah. I could have wa- walked both sides. You oh, and Wade yeah. wouldn't oh, have yeah. cared, and and uh, you know I I missed. I know I missed a good one, but uh, yeah. So just talk about that atmosphere, everything with that. Uh, you know, the, there was so much about that week, um, you know, about the preparation of it and how, you know, how many people were going to be there and what we need to do to prepare for it as far as just the school, um, not alone football, but, but uh, you know, there was a lot that went into it. And, and, um, and you know, the, like I said, the atmosphere for the kids was great. Um, you know, it was an atmosphere that, that we were used to, you yep. know, as players. You know, that was right. nothing unusual for us. Um, and you know, and, and there are people, you know, and it was a great game, no, no doubt. It was, it was, uh, you know, obviously better spectating than you know for the spectators in last year's game. Um, but uh, you know, just to have that back and forth, you know, with two playoff teams, like you said, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's what gets the people there, and then that's what gets the people talking about it afterwards. Um, you know, and like, oh, you weren't there. It was a great game. And, you know, that's the that's what we need to get back. And, you know, and I'm only hoping next year we can be competitive enough to make it another game like that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, and, and there are a lot of people out there that are talking about the way they came in and, and was that a distraction. And and that doesn't, you know, I'm, it, if Wade, you know, Wade did that to, to boost his kids up, then that's what he needed to boost his kids up. And obviously it worked. And yeah, and it worked, you know. I, that doesn't didn't play into anything with me. Um, you know, he's doing what he has to do to motivate his kids. You know, I would do something similar um, if I thought I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, I, there's no, you know, thinking that's a dirty, you know, a dirty thing or anything. I, I don't put any, you know, stock into that stuff. But, but um, you know, I just didn't want it to take away because obviously that was all the negative, negative, negative. Right? Yes, right. And you know, I thought I kind of took away from the whole night. And how great of a game it was, and and you know you had great athletes out there, and you know the Terrell kid for them, and, and Seth for us, for us, and and just you know two good defenses playing, and and two you know really good offenses this year um, playing against each other, and you know with them being just a, a stone throws away, um, you know I think it, it makes it special, and I think it's a shame that it was taken away for as long as it was, um, yeah. how you know how that was decided. 
we won't get into. <laughs> right. But um, but you know they they can have their cake and eat it too now with North Mac joining that conference. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, that's that's enough about the SEC. Um, you know, I <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I thought the atmosphere was great. Um, you know, I can't wait to do it again next year. And and uh, you know, we've just got to we got to retool and and uh, rebuild. And you know, I, like I said, we lost 16, and we haven't lost 16 in a very long time. Um, yeah. and bring back two juniors or three juniors. Three. Um, and so, you know, we're going to have to do some rebuilding and find guys who can play and want to play and, and play at that level. Uh, I think, you know, the big thing in that game that was the difference was their intensity, their aggressiveness. Um, they brought it more than we did. And in the end, you know, whether, you know, on our end, whether it was some, some breakdowns on defense that gave them some things, you know, they, they wanted it. And they came out and they they gave it to us, gave us all we wanted to have, and and uh, you know they made the big plays when they needed to, and that's why you're going to win football games. Was yeah. there a little hangover coming out of that going into Red Bud? Then you think? Um, for me, yeah, yes at and least no. that weekend. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it it kind of felt like the Harrisburg game for us, um, and the fact that, that you talking you about know, the Red Bud. Game? No, I'm talking about oh, the uh, the Roxana oh, game. The Roxana game. Okay. You know, I, I until that field goal was blocked. I, I thought we were going to win the game. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, uh, I just had that belief. You know, we've been in this situation before. They've been in this situation before, and Columbia didn't work out so well, and a right. couple other yeah. teams didn't work yeah, out yeah. so well. And I just felt like, you know, we were going to make the play when it came down to it to get the job done. And when that didn't happen, it was kind of like, oh. Well, then and then, and then silence, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, yeah, I think there was a little bit of hangover going into Red Bud. Um you know, I, our kids thought that. I mean, we knew Red Bud beat Roxana, so yes. so yeah. you know we they were. I think they were kind of sitting there going, "Okay, here we go for another one." You know, and then it's like one punch after another. And I think, not that we got punched out at the end of the season, I think just kind of luck ran out. I mean, it, again, we had we had three sixty yard runs in that Red Bud game that that Seth tripped up on. No, it's not Seth's fault. I mean, it, it is what it is. It happened. Um, but if we if we connect on all those all three of those we're we're up by two touchdowns. Yep. Um, you know, and and it just seemed like when we wanted to make the play at Redbud, it just didn't happen mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah, I just think the execution lacked a little bit at the end of the season. Yeah. And you can't. I mean, it's only a combined ten points you lost those yeah. two games. I right. mean, those are yeah. both playoff teams. Both. Yep. Teams won a playoff game. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, they were they were solid. And Redbud really teams. gave really gave yeah. Bevel Altoff all they wanted. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and then of course you guys get in and you you. I mean, how much of a heartbreaker was it? Did, did you guys think you might go four A, or was that kind of a surprise when they jumped you up into four A and you get Cole City there at that point? You want me well, to talk no, about this? Well, he's the, he's the playoff guru. Yeah. Like, you have Tim Sochi up north, and you have Kyle Heron down here. So I, I'd, I'd refer to Tim Sochi quite a bit. But, uh, uh, you know, all the last three weeks they had us up in 4A, I, I feel like. Okay. And then come the last week, they were talking about SHG possibly dropping down to three. Oh. I was saying, well, if SHG's going to drop down to three, we're for sure going to three in right. 3A. And so I, yeah, I did get my hopes up at that point, and and not that you know, it, not that we can't compete for it. We beat Columbia, mm-hmm. we played with Bree Central, uh, you know, both those teams Salem. went and beat Salem. Yeah, yeah. Both those, both of those teams go into you know, go into their game. Bree's won their game, won, you know, won their first one, lost their second one. There's a second mm-hmm. one, Rochester. They beat no, Mount I think, Zion. I think they won two. They might have won two this year. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't they won. I can't they won two to three last year. Yep. And you know we can play with those teams. I, I don't have. I, you know, I, I wasn't worried about that necessarily. I knew whoever we got was going to be a tough game, regardless of their record. Uh, but I felt like you know our our school we belong more in three A. Uh, in the three A South had a lot of games that I wanted matchups with. That Hillsboro being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got a, a good buddy who I played college football with. It's the head coach of Hillsboro. So that was another thing. You yeah. know, I just kind of I wanted to play Hillsboro. And it's funny because we met him at the pumpkin patch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not three weeks earlier. And he's like, hey, you guys think we could possibly draw each other? I'm like, ah, no way. You know, because at that time we were so far apart on it. And come to find out, had we went 3A, we would have probably drawn Hillsboro. But, you know, when, when we got – when the picks came out and we got Cole City, I mean, me and Gary instantly knew – who Cole City was? Uh, Cole City one was in the state championship my senior year. Um, he they they they're always around. Right, I mean, they're always a tough nose team. Appearances and thirty two yeah. playoff appearances and and so you know we weren't bummed by any means. We're, no. we're in the playoffs, you know. And you didn't have to go to Carlinville. And we didn't have to go to <laughs> yeah. Carlinville. Yeah. Was, Amen. And Amen. yeah, and we got to go see another part of the state. I, I, right. That's, that's one thing, you know, they, they talked about seating 1 through 32, uh, and then they repealed it this year once the gas tax went in or whatever, da-da-da-da. Uh, and I, I was excited about 1 through 32. Now, granted, you could go up you can go up uh, upstate and, and get an IC Catholic or a, a Joliet or, or whatever, or SHG in the first round because you are doing 1 through 32, but you get to go see how football's played the other parts of the state. Yeah. And because all our kids know is right here. They know Hillsboro. They know Southwestern. They know Breeze. They know Freeburg. They don't know the eastern part of the state. They don't know Robinson. They don't know we're going to go see Paris next year. Yep. Uh, We finally got Mount Carmel to come up and play us one year, and that was that was really neat. Yeah. Uh, But you know, you get to go venture out sometime. I know it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, We we did go for a playoff game uh, versus Benton. Last year, but. You know, and, and so then, and then we start watching film, and we're like, you know what? I, we can play with these guys. I don't think these guys are are the Cole Cities of of the state championship runs, and and so we had a lot of confidence going into the game. We really did, and you know, had we executed a little bit better, a little bit tighter, um, I think we're right in it with Cole City. Yeah, and we only lose twenty two twenty two six. I think so. Twenty two six. Yeah, we're right in that game. Our defense really, I felt. Did a really good job outside of a three or four plays. Yeah. Um, in that game where where we weren't on assignment, and you know you take those three or four plays away, it stops stalls a drive. It's possibly fourteen six. We're right there to you know be in the game by the end of it, and uh, you know it, it was a it was a good effort by our kids. It was a good effort for a, for a, the drive we had to go up. Yep. Um, for say. everything that for all the distractions that could have happened. I feel like our kids did, and they went out and played. Just the just the whole experience of it. Yeah. You know, you know we had the playoff party, and, and parents and administration and, and everybody have, have done a great job. Um, you know, we, we played Freeburg. We had a Friday off. We played Freeburg. Um, you know, we brought the kids in and watched a movie, and, you know, me and my wife made sandwiches for everybody and got chips. And, and just, you know, just to experience the things these kids experienced this year um, because of the work they put in and their success. Uh, it, it's neat, not only for them, but for the younger kids to see that as well. And, uh, you know, we get on the, the, the bus to go up there, and a lot of guys are like, man, I've never been on a bus before, you know. and Charter, yeah, charter yeah, bus. Charter bus. And, and so it was cool for them. And, and then, you know, we, we stopped by Portillo's on the way back, and they yeah. got to eat Portillo's, although they were upset because they were out of chocolate shake uh, cake or 
Cake shakes. Well, I think they had, <laughs> they had about a couple teams come in yeah. that, were at, that were actually in Bloomington at ISU, <laughs> and so they decided just to shut the cake shake machine off. <laughs> because McDonald's had that same problem over where the yeah. the but student I mean it was went. it was just cool for the experience, um, for, you know, for the kids, and and it's something that I you know I had witnessed, and you know we went to Yorkville my sophomore year, and and uh, who's now and, a what six A seven A program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, six yeah. or seven A. Yeah, so it was it was really neat, and. Um, our, our our kids enjoyed it. It was a tough game, but but uh, you know it was a learning experience. Yeah, I mean for you guys, like you said, you you played at Wood River. You're you're from there, and now you're you're coaching there. I mean, we know Wood River, no playoff wins in the yep. history of the program. I mean, yep. I'm sure you hear it a lot. How yeah. important is that? I mean, it's actually I don't know if you know this, but Gary has been a part of every single playoff team. Everyone, every single one. Our first wow. playoff appearance in school history was my sophomore year. Really? And, so oh, had, I did not realize that. With Gary Carter yep, was the Gary first Carter. time they ever made the playoffs. We had Yorkville. I didn't look about okay. Robinson, Nashville, Nashville. Were you three years? Yep. We took a, two years off, mm-hmm. and then we had Roxana. Yep. So that was Yorkville. Robinson. That was five, four. That was four. four. Um, after that, we had Effingham. Yep. Which you guys lost 21-20? Modern Day before Effingham. Oh, me, Modern Day, yeah. 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 We like to forget that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's got to uh, be the toughest. <laughs> yeah, the toughest. Uh, one to no, go actually, 9-0 and, I mean, oh, yes. Go 9-0 and then have it a home was, game and, and drop that. Yeah. It was pretty hard. So the six there and then the, the four. The six there and then our four that we've been here for. It, three Carlinville and one Cole City. It's been all ten. I mean, you know, I, I'm not trying to, like, kick you guys, yeah. about, but, you know, if, if you win that Roxana game, maybe – you get a home game again. You know oh, what we do. I mean? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, that's... Like I said, if we execute the last two weeks of the season, um, we for sure get a home game. I think we bring Effingham. Yeah. Probably eight. Comes you know, to you, town. you have an eight and one. Yeah, eight and one. Mean, yeah. You're really close to being eight and one instead of six and three here. And oh, I mean, and, and Breeze the same way. I mean, it, if we if we play offensively in the first half against Breeze, you know, it was only a 21 6 game. Right. It yeah. Was, it was a yeah, wonderful game. game, too. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about 9 and 0. Yeah, yeah. You know, we could we could have been nine and zero this year, uh, and you know what it could have shit us. Right, we're all over the place. That's right. Yeah, um, you can't do that, but you know, but you do you know, for a team yeah. for a team that goes three and six their junior year, mm-hmm. and don't really know what's what they're bringing back as far as you know. Th- th- I know we had a better off season this past year because guys just got in the weight room. Uh, everybody did, and. And all of our big contributors were in the weight room, were getting stronger, and they started to believe through that because they started pushing up weight that they'd never pushed up before. And they're like, oh, you know, we, and then all of a sudden that confidence brews right into the season. Mm-hmm. And, and then you win that first game the way we won it. And then, you know, uh, it just it, it was a special season to see the kids light up. I mean, and, and you got to see certain things out of certain kids every week. Uh, and and watch them grow throughout the season. Uh, uh, Jamari, yeah, you know Jamari, first year playing since he was a seventh grader, was a senior this year. Great big body, good build, and and to watch him go from having to start guard his first game and not knowing really what the hell to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was pulling and doing the right things, but he just wasn't hitting anybody. I mean, he yeah. he looked like he'd been a great halfback right up through the hole. <laughs> Because, I mean, he's running, and he's running through holes, and he's looking great, but he's just forgetting to hit people on the way. Uh, you know, it, to see him then grow into in what he's good at was defense. And, 
and to make big plays and and to come, come you know coming down the line and 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 being a guy that's that's trouble for the other team and to watch him to watch him grow throughout the season was was one of the best things i mean and there's multiple multiple guys oh, yeah. that you can take you could piece together each one uh and how much they grew throughout the season and and to watch their confidence build and, and to make those plays that they maybe weren't making last year or the year before or even earlier in the season and that was i think that's the true tell of the whole season was just watching us us get better and that's that's the fun in coaching right really so know. tell me you know for both you guys where where does your um your passion and love for football come from does it did did you have that before you played for Gary Carter or did it come playing for those teams that where you guys just became this was going to be your life was was football um no because I can tell you my my love growing up was baseball uh you know and and even um through my junior high years (laughs) uh, I only played in my eighth grade year of football Uh, I had a couple of ear surgeries and that wouldn't allow me to take hits um so I you know I only played my eighth grade year and and I had fun you know it was a good time I got to play with my friends and but I think the really it started in high school um it started you know my freshman year my head coach was Brian Panik um and and obviously uh Gary was the the varsity coach right and, and I think you know being coached by those two guys I think is really what um you know shot me into you know the, the even the thought of coaching um because of you know just the men they were what they stood for um what they thought was important I also you know the weight room I, I was kind of a self-made guy too like I you know I, I put on I come into high school I don't know it was 165 pounds when I left I was 205 you know full of muscle and and but I knew the only way that I was going to be a player if, is if I got in the weight room because I was an undersized lineman I mean I was 5'9 yeah and uh you know having to face like Fitzgerald from Marquette who was 6'5 275 <laughs> you know and, yeah and a lot of those guys you know especially the guys I played in the all-star game with like Travis Jumper from CM was humongous oh yeah you know yeah. And, and that's why I decided to play defensive line because they all played offensive line in, in the all-star game but <laughs> you know I, I just it definitely started for me when I when I got to high school um you know, maybe not as much. It helped. You know, we went undefeated my freshman year, so that always helps get you in. Um, yeah. But again, you know, you're having a good time with your buddies, and and I think seeing a lot of them buy in as well, uh, that just kind of you know it brings that whole thing of family. And you know, I still talk to a lot of those guys um, that I played with. I mentioned Travis. I've talked to Shane Tennant, um, Chris Lauk, who was my tackle. Uh, you know, and then a lot of the older guys I played with. You know, we still keep in touch and. And, um, you know, it's just a bond that I never got with any other sport, um, you know, growing up. And, and it just kind of stuck with me. And, and like I said, being, you know, led by those two guys, um, you know, and Brian still comes and watches the game. You know, he's got grandkids now that are at the high school. And, and so, I, you know, every, after every game I look for him and, and he tells me where I screwed up. And, yeah. you know, and no, I mean, <laughs> he actually he's like, you know, you're doing a really good job. And he, he's always been real positive And. I tried to get him on staff, but you know he claims he's too old and the game's passed him by. So uh, I'm sure he'll get a kick out of that if he hears it. But uh, but no, it's it's definitely because of those two. Also, um, as, a, as a guy uh, that's watched both Travis and Seth, Brian Panic said that Seth Slayton is the best Buck Sweep running back he's ever seen. Yeah, really live. Anyway, yeah, live, yeah. Well, I, was, I mean, I was that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. And it's because his balance and the way the way he runs the ball. Uh, for me, it was a lot of the same of, of what Gary said, but I got to grow up watching an older brother play. Yeah. And I got to look up 
at him and 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 see how he portrayed himself and did things and and so uh, I <laughs> I remember your eighth grade year. Uh, I was in what fifth? Yeah, fifth grade. I'm I'm trying to be the manager on the team. I'm I'm bugging Steve Mack and Kyle Hackey and and just trying to be just trying to be there. And I know it, it that kind of filtered through, and I was I was the annoying little brother, I guess. <laughs> but uh, you know, the next year I'm I'm trying to get on the team as a sixth grader, and they didn't let sixth graders play at that point. And then so I mean that the love for to to try to get out on the football team because I I didn't go to Renegades, I didn't go to the the Dallas or not Dallas, uh, Quad City Cowboys yeah. or, or any of those teams. We 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 weren't a I wouldn't say we weren't an affluent family. We weren't. I would say poor by any means, but you know we, we had enough for what we needed, but there wasn't a whole lot of you know let's go do this because we can yeah type thing, yeah. and uh, and so I remember playing seventh grade ball, and we're playing in the the public school league, so you know we're playing all all three Alton schools and <laughs> and two Granite City schools and. Yeah. And and just getting whooped every game. Uh, I mean, the only thing, the only claim to fame is I think in seventh grade, I think we beat Alden East, and it was one of the first wins we've had since you guys were there. Yeah, um, man, that's my alma mater. East, East. Yeah. <laughs> was that that was the black and gold team, right? It was the Hornets, right? The Hornets, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, the Hornets. yeah. We didn't even have. I'm so old though. We didn't even have uh, uh, middle school sports. Well, I think uh, I, I literally think a couple years after after I was done, the East. East, all East kids went and played at, at North, or that's when they started the the, yeah, the gray and red together. They brought them. They brought them all together, together in the one middle uh, school. And I remember, I remember being hurt for the seventh grade game and watching uh, Alton West and had to play against them. Thank heavens, because uh, we had a kid run down on kickoff and he got clotheslined. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, w- wait a minute. But then you know we get to high school and all those guys that I had played with in junior high, and then we brought in some more whatever kids, obviously with us. And then we go undefeated as freshmen, and and now the you know the belief train starts all over again. You know, it, it we watched them; they were seniors that year, and and we kind of you know tipped our caps to them because they were undefeated as freshmen. Well, you know, beat you, you know, because I think we had maybe one one or two more games, but you know, then we shaved Derek's head, and, and that was the whole. We had a whole bunch of different things that happened that year, and <laughs> and then we go on and we kind of take over as sophomores, and here we go three and six again. And then the next year was five and five. We played Roxana twice. They beat us by twenty-five the first game. It just—I mean—they were number. They were ranked in they state. Were, yeah. And then you know we come out and play them to a what was it twelve zero something like that. Yeah, it was close. It was twelve six. It was twelve six. Yeah, twelve six in the mud bowl at Roxana. And then the next year, you know, and then we draw modern day. And and really, if you go back and look at that uh, that two thousand five four team. That 9-0 team. If you go back and look at the playoffs pairings, uh, the the quadrant we were in was one of the toughest quadrants in the state, as according to you know uh, the, the powers that the be. Powers yeah, be. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I think we had three 9-0 teams in the quadrant. Wow. Us, Newton, and I want to say right. somebody else. But you know, and and so you draw a three and six modern day team. Well, that's not a three and six team. You know, modern day goes out and plays whoever they want oh, to. Oh, right, yeah, they're yeah. not in a conference. They're yeah. playing tough skin. You know, that, that, that's a that's close to another nine and zero team you're playing against. Uh, but yeah, going back to the original question, it, it it was you know watching Gary as as a young kid and how he portrayed himself, and then coming into a program that was established with Gary Carter. Yeah. And I tell Gary Carter all the time because we we constantly still talk with him all the time. <laughs> you know, I I he's don't, still at Murfreesboro, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't understand how he brainwashes kids. 
Yeah, because well, you, you try to do you try to do it kind of the same way he does it, and the kid just looks at you like you're weird. Like, what are you? But Gary Carter, for whatever reason, can get you to run through a brick wall for him without even asking you. And I don't know how he does it. And and some kids it doesn't work on, but those kids usually don't pan out anyway. And they're right. they're usually not the kids you probably want anyway. And because I mean, I remember going down to a, to a power meet with him, and had a kid that, that he had kicked off the team. It was in the power meet for his team now. It was off season. And uh, I go, hey, because I'm looking on his weight board and this kid's name's up there pretty high. And I'm like, hey, who's this kid? Because we, we follow each other quite a bit. We know his, his kids and he knows ours. And he goes, oh, he's right here. Come over here. So the kid comes over and he goes, he goes, hey, coach wants to know your name and, and, and why you didn't play football this year. He goes, well, <laughs> I missed too many practices. And coach kicked me off the team. He goes, but I'm coming back next year. And I'm like, who in the world? Like, if you kick a kid off the team, I, 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 with our kids, if you kick a kid off the team, bye, he's gone. Like, he's gone. You ain't getting he ain't back. coming back. He's not coming he's back. He's not coming yeah. back. But, you know, Gary's got this kid, and he goes, oh, it's my fault. You know, I missed too many practices. He, and not only did he get him to admit it, and then, like I, he just—he's crazy. I don't know how he brainwashes kids. I mean, it's just, <laughs> he's got that—that's the special skittles or something like that down there that he, and he gets to do it. He—he he does it every year. Kids will run through a wall for Gary Carter, and I hope by the time that we're done, that people can kind of say the same for us. That we've given enough trust to our kids, that they trust us, that they would do anything we ask them to do. So now, were you with when you when you? I know you were assistant for Gary up mm-hmm. in. Jerseyville. Jersey Did you go up there with? Uh, I was actually in college at that time. Okay. I played up at IC for four years. All right. Um, but on days that we would have off, some I'd, I'd always go down. I'd, I'd be there all summer running with a summer program. Okay. Uh, I was actually with Gary the first day he was, went to Jerseyville. I was with Gary the first day he walked into to Murfreesboro um, and helped him set up weight room on that very first day. And so, yeah, I mean, we've we've been with him for a while. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was hard when he moved down to Murfreesboro because we oh, felt yeah. like it was going to be kind of the end of that. Yeah. But with you know camps over the summer like that, uh, him getting the head job, we we were able to keep our teams kind of together, and and so he he actually moved his offense this year. He he kind of ventured over <laughs> to what we were doing instead of doing his pistol. He really? did a lot of pistol jet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's hard to talk him into changing anything. Oh, Gary yeah. Carter. Gary Carter's my ultimate no man. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy with all the ideas. I'll come up. Hey, let's try this. Let's try that. He goes, No, nah, I already got it. Everything. Hey, let's let's have cheeseburgers. He's like, no, nah, we're having pizza. <laughs> you know, uh, but he he has mastered how to tell me no throughout the years. And then about five years after he's told me no, he'll try it himself and he'll kind of like it. And then it's his idea. Yeah. Hey, we're moving to this. You know, this is, I'm like Gary. I told you that five years ago. Yeah, really. I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> so what you was know, the that, that smirk? What what I mean, not to go into maybe detail, but what was it that didn't work in Jerseyville? Because he's had he had so much success in Wood River, and so much, and he's had success in Murfreesboro. Obviously, right. what was it up there? I mean, you were on that staff too. It seemed like it was it was tough sledding up there. It was, you know. Yeah, I think Jerseyville. It's it's a different dynamic. You know, they they're you know they they like their people from Jerseyville, and I think yeah. that's what it came down to. Um, you know, whether that's good or bad, that that is what it is. Um, but. You know, and and at, you know, at the time we didn't have uh, three years I was there, we didn't have a running back that ran faster than like a five flat forty. Huh. So we didn't have the speed they had in the past, or that yeah. they have now um, with the kid who just you Withrow. know Withrow that that run up the the yards this year. Um, you know, he did have Kimball right at the end. 
um, mm-hmm. which was a great kid. Was a great athlete, a great Syracuse, kid. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, a couple of good classes right there after he left. Um, I would like to have seen how he could have done with those classes. Yeah. But you know, like we, uh, you know, we always beat CM, which was good. Um, <laughs> even <laughs> even when they were. They yeah, were they were good. Yeah, uh, they, were, they were supposed to be good those years. And oh, it's funny. Our trainer uh, Wyatt Sutton played for CM. Right. Yeah. And I think he was all, he was on one of those one teams. Of those teams yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I was telling the story, and he goes, "Yeah, I was. I played in that game." And I was like, "Yeah, you guys couldn't stop this downplay. <laughs> we ran it about forty-seven times. You couldn't stop it." <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I think um, maybe just it just wasn't the right fit uh, as far as you know philosophically. You know. Um, uh, Gary's a guy that likes to be in control, and mm-hmm. he likes to do things his way. And I think when you have, you know, opinion opinionated people, whether it be fans or, or whoever, um, speak out against that, you know, then there's this this friction there. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to to be in an environment like that. Um, Anytime you, know, you like follow up a Hall of Famer too, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no doubt. Especially when the Hall of Famer's still in town. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it it, it was tough. Um, we had some really great kids there. I still talk to – there's a lot of a lot of kids I still talk to from, oh, yeah. from those teams. And, and uh, you know, it was – A lot of guys that support us now through, yeah. through fundraisers and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, Andrew Wadlow. Andrew Wadlow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Carico. like so there's, there's a lot of guys. Um, and, and for whatever, you know, unfortunate reason, that is kind of the blip on the, you know, on the resume. Um but you know, like I said, I think if you know Gary and you understand what he's about, um, you know, I, I honestly I just kind of look past those years and yeah, and you know, I, I believe he's a guy that can come in and, and build programs and and do things the right way and and uh, you know, and when when people buy in and believe, um, that's when you see the success, you know the success he's had. Yeah, obviously it's the outlier. I mean, it's been success everywhere else. Right. So. Um, and then one other thing, I, I forgot to write this down, but you, you brought it up talking about Wyatt Sutton. Not, I mean, I know Dana was there, um, yep. but, you know, Dana Dana was doing as as good as he could, but he, he's not a, a full-time athletic trainer. He hasn't gone through all that. You know, he was a, a um, you know, a firefighter right, right. and EMT trained right. and things like that. And he did a – he was there for all you guys' games. But what's it been like having a trainer full-time now – how has that changed the game for you guys? Outstanding. <laughs> I don't deal with injuries. I don't even look at them. You know, uh, it, it's been nice. And, you know, he's he's been such a welcomed addition, not only to our program, but for our entire school, all of our athletic programs. Um, you know, he's there every day. Uh, you know, he comes in. Kids can go at lunch, get ice they need to, get checked. Um, but, you know, for our program, he's he's been, you know, he's there every day. Uh, which is nice unless there's a, a game far away or whatever he's got to go to. Or but he'll normally, if it's home game, he'll go over there, check in, and come back. Um, you know, he takes care of all the water stuff for us, game day stuff. I mean, that's something we yeah. had to do in the past. And now he's taking that over and, and you know, does that. He, he helped with our insight system for our helmets. Um, you know, which next year I think is going to be his full-time yeah. <laughs> job other than training. I'm not taking um, that over anymore. But uh, – no, yeah, he's he's been awesome, and you know he he obviously an ex football player, ex college yes. football player. Yes, you know there's things he sees, you know, and and so we kind of bring him into the fold too, and and you know use his knowledge, uh, you know, as much as we can. Um, I'd love to you know have him on staff, but again, you know, he has to go other places sometimes right. with other programs, and and uh, you know I've, I've talked to him numerous times about that, and and he's always he was like, yeah, he's. I would love to do it, you know, as much as I can be there, you know, and and uh, he's he's just been great. He's a great guy, um, you know. I think his heart's in the right place, uh, you know, and he's really helped us out a ton. 
um, you know, like I said, on the injury side with, with getting guys the help they need as soon as possible. Well, that it's no longer two weeks. Right. Yeah. You know, right. any, anytime a kid rolls an ankle, yeah. has an injury of, of any sort, if they go see the doctor, the doctor's going to tell them to sit out for two weeks. Yep. Sit out for two weeks. Right. You know, um, and so he's not a doctor. I mean, he can he can diagnose a lot of stuff that happens, uh, but he also has a di- he diagnoses and then plans recovery. Yes, yep. exactly. And you have and that. Oh, you oh, have man. that. And so once that kid can pass whatever he needs to pass to, to get back on the field, then he's immediately released mm-hmm. because he's mm-hmm. went through our athletic trainer instead of going to a doctor, taking your two-week notice, and then having to go back, possibly if you feel better, go back within the week to try to get released real quick. Yeah, uh, You know, it, it, it's been so much better. And, and these also, guys can look at mobility oh, yeah. stuff and Live. everything, too. There's a lot of yeah. things that they, they're going to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had Andy Renner and Aaron Seeson were on here a yeah. while back for an Andy's, episode, and they both, awesome. they both talked about why you know and, and Aaron was around him because he, he right. played so he, yeah. he got to see what Aaron did firsthand yep. through his career and they he picked Aaron's brain and, and um, Andy and Aaron think a lot of him and I know he he's kind of picked their brains through the years and those guys have have meant a lot to athletic training in this oh, area yeah. oh, you know, yeah, I've done a lot for athletic training season's in this been around area. for forever yeah, I remember yeah. season I didn't even know his name but you yeah. know he's just his he was around when I was long. in school I was yeah. like, well, there's this tall, skinny guy that was a trainer, you know, and I couldn't, at yeah. the time, I couldn't remember his name, but it was Bethalto. And, and then later on, as I got into coaching, like, and then I, I met him and I knew who he was. And then his sister, you know, over at Roxana, right. Leah, she's awesome. Yeah. Like, yep. I she's mean, awesome. she puts yeah. up with no crap. Like, it, she's a perfect <laughs> trainer for Wade, I tell you what. Like, yeah. she won't put up with that crap. And, and, you know, if you think you're hurt, you're not hurt. Get back out there. Yeah. And that's one thing I kind of learned in my, you know, tenure at Roxana. Um, I said, do you think you're hurt? Go over to see Leah. And they're like, no, we'll get back in. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, she's she's absolutely awesome. And uh, Wyatt has, has a great, done a great job. And I, I think a big thing for us, too, is when a kid's out hurt or rehabbing, like he, he has them in the weight room and he has them doing something, you know, yeah. other than what we're doing. So it still keeps them involved, um, keeps that training going, but, you know, at a much smaller level than what they can do, you know, with their injuries. So He's actually getting a, a training room yeah. in, the, in the high school. Uh, awesome. They're building him up in an old locker room. They're pretty much stripping the locker room out and, and building him an athletic training room to where you can work on on injuries and stuff like that within the room and not have to go to other places if right. you yeah. need to. So that's that's amazing. You, you get that. And, like, Andy's got that at Alton. I know mm-hmm. uh, um, they have that at Edwardsville. Aaron's you've got a small room there yeah. at, at Civic Memorial. But, you know, Andy's got a real nice big room now at Alton yeah. High. But, you know, at the smaller schools, to have seeing that stuff come in at the smaller school level is is great, too. Because every every high school program needs to have an athletic Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. It's at an this, asset. It's, it's, at it's this completely stage, an asset. It has to happen. I mean – you guys, there might have been some sprinkled around by when you played, but I mean, I graduated high school in '94, in, in and Aaron, I think, is a year older than me, maybe mm-hmm. two. And we talked about it when they were on here. Andy's a couple years younger than me. We didn't have that stuff when we were growing up. No. You know, I never nope. saw anybody when I was playing baseball at Alton High or anything like that. And you know, you know, Aaron got hurt in college playing soccer in college, and and when he got hurt, they had an athletic trainer. He started. You know, say go see that. Like go see who? <laughs> right. And so that's where he started, yep. kind of taking an interest in that stuff. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, so, that was my first. No, yeah. Like I mean, yeah. the only the only guy I remember, you know, in high school was we had Doc. Doc Ayers. Doc Ayers. Um, and he was a chiropractor. So I mean, yeah. You know, uh, but he, you know, he was there and and would help out the best he could and. And uh, football, you know, I think I might have talked him out of a concussion one or yeah. two times, but yeah. uh, but no, he you know he was kind of that guy for us, even though he wasn't like a full mm-hmm. you know athletic trainer. Um, and then obviously Dana, uh, 
you know, like you said, did the best he could. Yeah, um, yeah. And, I mean, and, it's know. always there. And yep. yeah, I mean, you know, doing the best. He, but then, you know, when you get softball season, yeah. Hey, I guess uh, <laughs> yeah. if you're a baseball team, you're just screwed. You don't have an athletic trainer because Dana's busy, you know, coaching his team now. Yep. So yep. I mean, it's there's times that Dana could only do so much, right. you know. And, and now you got somebody that's their full time job, yep. you know. Yeah. So that's that's great for you guys. And then one other thing, you know. Let's talk about that that time at Roxana because I think, you know, you guys learned a lot there, and especially that last year, I think really put you you two on the map as as assistant coaches with Pat there. That great 2014 team. Mm-hmm. Um, fun team I think too. that was a big team around here too because everybody else was fairly bad that year mm-hmm. in this area. I mean, in the in the Riverbend, and yeah. Roxana is the only one to make the playoffs, and they got a playoff win and i mean that was my first year coming over from uh, i've talked to pat about this when i had pat keith on here um you know i'm coming over from the edwardsville intelligencer where i'm covering edwardsville every year you know i'm year before i'd been at a a state semifinal game watching you know edwardsville lose to chicago mount chicago mount carmel right you know that's what i'm used to and i Went to high school at Alton, you know, and, and uh, you know, I was my junior years when we got our first playoff win. We mm-hmm. beat Peak, and I'm used to that large school scene. And right. Never really covered the small school scene, never been around that small school stuff. And, and boy, that, that year, you know, covering that playoff team and doing as much as I did with that team, I was always around that team. It really gave me a view of how passionate people are for small school football, and that was just such a special season. And I thought, you know, you guys were 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 right there with Pat as yep. part of that, and then you you know get to go back to your alma mater. But just talk about that time with Pat Keith or Roxana before you came back to Wood River. Yeah, you know, um, I was contacted by Pat obviously after um, I was at Wood River for a year. Yep. Uh, with with Joe and um, we took a year off. Actually. We took a year off, and uh, you know I think it, you know it went up with Pat to the U of I clinic with him, um, and uh, you know he said what you know at the time I think Dave Gann had left to go to O'Fallon. Yes, not yet. Well, no, no, not yet. No, yet. He did yet, later did. on. Yeah, um, that last year, um, but you know him and Dave were there, and they were talking to us, and they're like, well, I think we're th- we want to bring the wing T. You know, we want to run that offensively, and and he goes, you know, would you guys help us? You know, help us out with that, and. And uh, we're like, yeah, you know. It started I mean, out as a summer thing. Yeah, it started out as a summer thing. And then, you know, they're like, uh, you know, so it, I ended up being like a, J, or a JFL coach. Um, I helped kind of that first year. Helped out, like, being the head of JFL there for a little bit. And, um, you know, coached JFL and high school. Um, really the first two years and that third year, I was pretty much high school only. Um, and that's when Dave left. And then I became the defensive coordinator, and yeah. and uh, which was a huge role. I mean, you know, I tried to to learn as much from Dave before you know he left as, as I could, and, and I had many conversations with him, and because I didn't really want to change, I didn't want to you know break the wheel. And I know we had some some big defensive pieces, and mm-hmm. and uh, we had Logan Reardon that year. Right, who, he was. I fantastic. mean, offensively and defensively, he was outstanding. He was our advantage um, player of the year that yeah. year. I mean, I like him to to a great. player like Seth. You know, yeah. um, I think he rushed for over 1,700 yards that year, um, and you know we asked him to do things on defense that not many people could do, and. And uh, you know it was a, it was a really awesome group of kids. Um, Chance Foss, Chance, Blake yeah, Chance Foss, Blake Vanderbur. Yeah, um, you had, even Jared Foyles. You had Jared three Foyles. running yeah, backs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Seth, Foyles uh, had a good game against Freeburg. Seth Chester. Seth yeah, Chester. Seth Chester. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah you know, actually, I just ran to Seth before, right before we played Roxana. Uh, oddly enough, and 
and uh, he was asking me about it and everything. But uh, yeah, you know, it was and coaching with Pat was was awesome. Um, you know, obviously at the time he was trying to learn the system from us, and and we're doing everything we can in the summer and and even into that first year um, to to learn it. And and Pat's like, well, I want to be able to call it and understand it, you know, and not have me or or Steve Slater, um, who'd been with yeah. Alton for you know a long right. time with Joe. Steve and, and I played baseball together at Alton. Yeah, and. Uh, and love Steve. I mean, different personality, but I love Steve. Yeah, yeah. I actually tried to get him to come to Woodriver, but he's got a pretty cush uh, junior high softball job now, I, <laughs> what he tells me. But, um, but, yeah, no, I made a lot of friendships there. Um, and definitely Pat. We still talk to Pat all the time. You know, he calls us yeah. out of the blue, and, and uh, you know, we'll go meet up and talk football. And, and we always, you know, we see him at clinics, and, and uh, we do seven-on-sevens with him in the summer. Um, you know, it's it, it was just a – I really enjoyed my time there. Um, and being a Woodriver graduate, I thought I would never, ever, you know, <laughs> say that or be it. there. But, you know, Gary Carter always said, never say never. And, yeah. uh, Probably, you know, story, that's – yeah. Because yeah. um, <laughs> he said, you know, I never I never. I li- literally said as a senior, because I'm like, you're Roxanna grad and you're over here, you know, coaching Woodriver. He's like, Yeah. I go, I would never, ever, ever coach with Roxana. <laughs> yeah. I won't do it. What did he say when and he got And he simply looked at me and really simply kind of goes, hmm, never say never. <laughs> and I sure remember enough. that. I remember that because I'm like, because we get this call from Pat, and I'm like, Gary, I mean, we, we really want to go? And he's like, it's football, man. And so, you know, we, we went over there and started helping out. And the one thing I could say about those years of football for me, because I even rolled into basketball there. Yep. I was, yeah, uh, I would coach with Briggs in basketball, and as we student taught, we student taught at Roxana. Yeah, um, one word comes to mind. It was fun. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. And if it if it hadn't have been fun, we wouldn't have stayed for as long as we stayed. Uh, we'd have tried to get back into whatever football or 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 try to venture out and and see where we want. But it, it was fun. The coaching staff all got along. We were all good friends. Um, and we were winning games. We, we again, you could see your kids grow. Yeah. Uh, you know, we started out that, that year, we go to Carlinville, and we'd been whooped by Carlinville 40 points each time the first two years. And all of a sudden, it's like, it's a heavyweight slugfest. It's 40 40 at halftime. I've never been a game where it's 40 to 40 at halftime. <laughs> that's 80 points scored, and that's before half. Like, that's a, that's a final. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and and then you know they end up pulling away because we had cramping issues and whatnot in that oh my game, goodness, and it's the worst ever. It was awful, but and then you know you roll through that year the the pain of win was epic. Uh, Chance Foss making the play, and then and then Logan Reardon hitting a field goal of all things, <laughs> yeah, to win <laughs> yeah. the game. You know, big big toe ball Logan Reardon <laughs> out there, and you know and you go through and it kind of like this year for us. I mean, you go through and you have those signature games yep. as you go through beating Vandalia. I mean, we, we whooped Vandalia that year. They couldn't stop Blake Vandiver on counter yeah. and or Buck. And just having fun. I mean, it just kind of letting loose a little bit, letting kids play, watching them be creative on the field. And those were a fun group of kids. I, and I got to coach almost every single one of them right after that in basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I remember Briggs kind of going, hey, you're going to be the JV coach. And I'm like, I've never coached basketball before. <laughs> goes, I see it in you. I see and, it in you. Yeah, you know, and then you know the first game of Litchfield, and that I I take out Randy Skiff, who ended up being a catalyst on their on their regional team, right? And to put in someone to shoot free throws, and that kid goes in and misses. And it was it was probably Trace or something. Like it was somebody that was supposed <laughs> to hit the free throws, and Randy Skiff's looking at me after the game, going, <laughs> yeah. and I, we ended up winning the game. But yeah. it was like, 
oh boy, like uh, this is a brand new, you know. And but it was fun going through it with those guys. I think it, when you get special groups of kids, that's what makes coaching fun. They don't have to be the best athletes. They don't have to be the winning teams necessarily. It's the good kids. Yeah. And when you surround yourself with those kids, just like when you surround yourself with people you enjoy being around, it makes everything more enjoyable. Yeah, I had fun covering it. I mean, I thought that was a fun team. It was probably one of my funnest things to do as a sports writer. I remember that, you know, going down for the, the tailgate party that they had there at the um, – yeah. You know, at the Roxana Park there yep. behind the school, and yep. uh, you know, and and just all that. I mean, it was it was like the entire community was out for that, and it was it was just for me. Like I said, it was different. It was like my first real big experience with small, small school right. sports. You know, and really, and, I uh, mean, with small school, they go up to Nakamas, watch a game. I mean, th- those guys yeah. are crazy, mm-hmm. and, but they believe in their kids. Uh, and they have a certain way of things they do. You know, like going down to Chester and watching a game. Chester goes up and beats Redbud to win the conference championship this year. And I remember the first time we went down there, we went down to watch them play Belleville Altoff. Right. Belleville Altoff had no business yeah. being in 2A that year. They ended up winning a state championship right. in 2A. They go down to Chester and almost lose round one. <laughs> yeah. Because those kids yeah. just believe in themselves. And, you know, they're, yeah. you're, you're seeing, and the great thing about uh, small school football is you get to see the outrageous. Yeah. Chester, you go down, they kick a field goal or an extra point, it goes into the woods. And I'm thinking, oh, they just lost a ball. You know, they like, sent like somebody down, down, like, down into the woods. Into no. like a ravine. Yeah. There is a person on a horse that brings the ball back. No way. To the, yeah. I swear. Yeah. And that's why, like, so we, we travel, when it comes to playoff time, if we're not in a playoff game, we will travel uh, anywhere. Yeah. Almost besides, you know, we try to stay around. Yeah. South of seventy two. Yeah. Yeah. You guys but, went to uh, state? The, the, yep. Oh yeah. You every, watch the East Side game? Every yeah. year. Yep. Man. We've went every year for the past what third how, many, how long have I been out? A while. I'd say at least fifteen years. Yeah. Uh yeah. and wow. next year I won't go. I, we're not gonna go back up to Northern. Hmm. Just because it's just it's too long. Yeah. Uh there's talk it might be moving. Really? That's, I mean, that's kind of what, you know, we were obviously there, so we didn't hear the TV, you know, talk, but one of my assistant coaches said that they talked on there about it not being U of I anymore, maybe being back at Bloomington. Huh. So, now, I, it, I'm I, uh, there, so I'll be. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I didn't like, I've been going to state basketball for years. My you first are, yeah. state basketball tournament was Darius Miles' junior year. Okay. Um, and I'd go to Peoria every year, me and my buddies. Oh, it's fun. Absolutely loved it. Yep. This past year, we went up. And we've decided we're not going back. We didn't like it at U of I. Um, the whole oh, is that U of I? It, it's went, but it started at U of I mm-hmm. this year. We were stoked. We wanted to go see how it was going to be. And we had just we had worked our way up at, in Peoria where we stayed at the Staybridge right across yeah. the street um, from Carver Arena. And we just walked across. We didn't have to yep. pay for parking. You know, we, we came out. and there, We always had the places we were going to go eat up yep, there. Yep. And it was just it's tradition. We in, we enjoyed it in Peoria, and I mean, I know for the kids, being able to play at you know at U of I at State Farm Center for basketball is great. Being able to play yeah, right. there for football is it's is great. great. But mm-hmm. I think you know I don't know how it is for for the fan situation, but I mean I didn't think basketball was nearly as good as it was in Peoria. Yeah. So 
When you talk about uh, football-wise, what I love about going to Illinois is, yeah, we have our certain places that we like to go eat and, and everything like that. And, and La Bamba's. Oh, yeah. We actually went to La Bamba. <laughs> yeah. we went there. I finally had a burrito the size of my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, But it, it's open. Especially on the on the concourse side, you get to walk in. It's it's way more spacious. Northern, you walk in, you're walking into a tunnel, and you got to go yeah. up the tunnels, and and it's just not. It, it doesn't feel as open uh, at, at Northern. And now, once you get out to the field level and and everything like that, it's all great. It's all good football. I mean, that, that's the product's never the problem. Uh, it's just it's what you're used to. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I, I got the pleasure with that year I coached with Mark Briggs to go up to Peoria and watch. The state championships that game, we had a kid in the three point competition, and uh, Matt Hartnett. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I was trying to remember. I, I yeah, that's uh, right. And you know, and, and we got to, I got to witness all that stuff and do all the go to hoops yeah. across the street. And, yep, and Been to hoops you know, many times. Uh, and and to enjoy that, and it's like, man, I want to go back. Like that, that was fun. Like, and for us, Ellen, for us, when you, when you talk about football. We go up to Northern. Yeah. You know, I we, I've been up there three times. I think you went twice. Twice, yeah. And I went without him once. Uh, you know, you're trying to find new places to eat. You're trying to yeah, which is fun. Which is I mean, which it's is fun cool, too. But, but yeah. like Illinois, I felt like everything's right there. Yeah. And Northern, we were driving all over Sycamore yeah. and everywhere else, and <laughs> and just trying to find the best you know the I best have places. I've never been up there, so uh, for it's anything. Not, it's not awful. I mean, DeKalb, was, right? DeKalb. Yep, yep. DeKalb. Yeah. Yep, yep. But I mean, it, campus life at Northern seems like it's, I mean, you're on campus and then there's campus. Yeah. With Illinois, I mean, like, we stay right off campus, right across Neal Street over at the uh, Holiday Inn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know where Green Street is. You know where yeah. all the, you, right. know, you know where all the places are. And, and you go up there and you, you have a good time. We actually talked about if we ever go back, uh, we're going to try to get a booth. Apparently, apparently they they sell tickets to Booth for about what what did they say two thousand? Was it two thousand for the two thousand for the whole weekend? Two days, and you can get add another five hundred dollars. You get food all day. Be up in the, oh yeah, in the actual like, so, yeah. So man, go up and watch state championship yeah. games without a uh, without having to freeze and and then yeah, have food awesome. there all day. And I, I tell you what, if we can figure out eighteen guys, we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> My buddies used to make fun of me because I cover uh, I'd cover Rams games when I was at the Intelligencer, and I'd go over there all the time and. I'm a huge Green Bay Packers fan, so I'd okay. be like, well, you know, would you go? I was like, hell no, I would not go sit outside at Lambeau. And do that. No, I, said, I said, I'm in a dome. That's why I go over there and cover right. cover football games. I don't want to be once. out in the cold I like that. I don't want to yeah. say I did it. I I want to go up to Lambeau in September at the beginning of the season yeah. and check out a game. Yep. Have you, uh, have you yeah. been to Arrowhead yet? No, I have not. I tell you what, uh, experience that you won't regret if you do it. I've been past it a lot. I've been so to Kaufman loud. a few times, but so I see Kaufman. I kind of want to go through too because it looks like a Kaufman's really cool, great cool stadium. baseball. Stadium. That's what I've heard. Only but. only two NFL stadiums I've been to is the Dome, and then um, I've been to Soldier Field. I Soldier. went up there see, for the Packers Chicago, game. Yeah. It was great. I, it, it could be better. They don't yeah. do enough for the old Bears players. Really, you know. I mean, uh, my buddy who lives up there has Bears season tickets. Went up to Green Bay, and he said, "You got to get up there." He goes, "They recognize that history," you know. Yeah. The, the Bears have, like, a small little area where there's, like, there's some stuff on Butkus and Peyton yeah. in there. They got a uh, George Hallis statue. Mm-hmm. They just don't have enough stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting it's got to be like yeah. like Bush Stadium where you walk up you there walk and there's a Walter Payton yeah. statue. Right. And there's a there's a Dick Butkus and there's a Brian Erlacher statue. There's a Jim McMahon statue, you know, yep. Mike Singletary. No, yep. none of that stuff. 
No. Yeah, well, we are blessed being in St. Louis with sports, though. I mean, it, yeah. with with the Blues and the Cardinals and when the Rams were here, even though for the last couple of years they weren't very good, I do think they they repped those teams very well. Yeah. And, and especially, obviously the Cardinals. Uh, but the Blues, I mean, you walk oh, up and yeah. you have you have all that stuff outside the stadium. You yeah. have when you walk in. It, it's an experience going to mm-hmm. games. And that's why I tell everybody that can, go to KC for a game. Yeah, and even if you don't know anybody tailgating, you know, just kind of walk by and see how yeah what's going on, how they're doing it, and then once you get in the stadium, it's electric from beginning to end. Yeah, it, it uh, looks. They have their I own. They there. have their own traditions that they do after touchdowns and things like that. That you figure out by the third quarter, and then you're <laughs> in it. You know, yeah. and then we went to my buddy is a huge Chiefs fan. We try to go to a, a Chiefs game somewhere every year, not just at. at uh, Arrowhead, we've been to the Brown Stadium, we've been to Nashville. Nashville's I mean, you'd amaze how much though that team travels. I mean, there's Chiefs yeah. fans everywhere, huh. and it's it's a really cool experience if you ever go get to see a Chiefs game. Yeah, I'd like to that, and I'd I'd, I'd like to get to a few more football stadiums. I've been to a lot more baseball stadiums yeah. around the country, but uh, yeah. So one other thing now, so I want to get back into because I think you guys are. Um, are are really getting close to maybe being the longest uh, episode of Coach Speak. I'm having right. fun here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm having fun. I haven't done this for a while. You I'm guys, you guys have been great. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but um, now you know you've got that experience through Roxanne, and you get that opportunity to come back to Wood River. What was that like? And what kind of conversations do you guys have when you get that opportunity? Um, I mean, I remember uh, being in the PE office with Pat. And, uh, you know, I, I had obviously gotten a call um, from actually Dana, Dana Emmerich. He was like, hey, I think uh, something's going to be opening up here, you know, football coach. And, and uh, he goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you in touch with our AD, Adam Miller. And um, so that next week, Adam gives me a call, and, and he, uh, you know, he says, well, we, you know, we'd like you to be our next head football coach. And, and uh, he said, we're going to have a special ed opening as far as teaching. He goes, take three classes, you know, boom, boom, boom. And, and so, you know, he, he goes, I want you to think about it. You know, you don't have to make a decision right now. And, and so I remember going into the PE office and talking to Pat and, I mean, struggling with it because, because I loved where I was. I loved the people I worked with, the kids. You know, I'd, I had invested a lot into that program. Right. Um, and Fresh off a playoff win. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and so it, it made it really tough. And, and Pat goes, well, he goes, I'll never talk to you again if you leave. You know, you know Pat, yeah, he's just messing And he goes, no, he yeah. goes, I'm just saying, he goes, <laughs> you know, you need to do what makes you happy. Right. What you think is the right, right thing. He goes, don't, he goes, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. You know, and, yeah. and um, you know, and so it, it still took me a little bit. Like, I, you know, there's always that urge to want to go home. But then there's that unknown, too. That's my mm-hmm. first head job, you know, head coaching job. Yeah. Do I, you know, do I take it and absolutely sink, you know, when, you know, where I graduated? Or, or do I take it and do a decent enough job and hang around for a while, you know? So there was, there was a lot that went into it. And, and um, you know, obviously, you know, I talked to my wife and, well, yeah, I talked to my wife and she... She you know, thankfully knew what she married, um, and um, you know she was all for it, and and uh, you know so we you know, I called Adam back and and you know told him I'd take the job and and uh, you know would get right on those I was taking those courses to so I could be a teacher. Yeah. I said I can't you know I told him when he asked me I said, you know I can't take it if there's no teaching position you know and and um, and so he you know he told me that and I jumped right on it and kind of the rest was history. But uh, it was definitely it, it was a tough decision. I mean you know I. 
people can think what they want, but once you put that much of yourself into something, and uh, and like I said, you enjoy the people you're around, it's tough to to just pack up and go. And and you know, I know it's not a very far way to pack up and go, but um, right. you know, and especially because it was my first head coaching job too. Um, you know, just being pretty much a year as a coordinator. Uh, you know, other than that, yeah. I was an offensive and defensive line coach. You know, I mean, that yeah. was pretty much what I was. And, and um, you know, and I, up at Jersey, I had some – I was pretty much like assistant head coach there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a tough decision. Um, but, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I made it and glad to be, you know, back home and be an oiler. What, what about you? Were you all, all for it? Or how, what did you say to him when well, he got that uh, opportunity? I, we had huh. – uh, at first, I was very reluctant. You know, as he said, I, I enjoyed working with Pat. I enjoyed working with Mark Briggs in basketball. I, I, we had won a regional championship. We had they were we had just won another regional championship. Now I think they won it the year after I left. Maybe yeah. basketball. Uh, but I got to see you know how I felt like it was supposed to be done with those two guys, and I was comfortable. And the the funny thing was is when he took the job, is I was the first one to go. After basketball season was over, uh, they had a special ed aid opening, and so and they had an immediate opening. So I went over the the spring, the spring before, semester. and actually got the weight room going for the kids after school. And he would come by when after he got done with his contractual stuff at, at Roxana, and so I was the first. I was kind of the first guy there. Yeah, and you know you meet the kids and and everything like that, and and. And granted, I, I think we, we ran into a great bunch of kids to start with. Uh, first year was a little rough. It's because the kids, you know, the, especially seniors, you know, seniors are used to doing stuff a certain way and, and stuff like that. So you had to kind of break habits and, and show them the way to go. But we had a great sophomore class, which was that Engler, uh, Womack, Womack, Kincaid yep. class. Yep. And they were on board from the very beginning. And I, it kind of rolled into what it was after that. Uh, but yeah, it, it was t- it was really tough, and, and again, I, I was the one that said, you know, "I'll never go to Roxana." Yeah, and then and once, I, once leave, I was there, yeah. I didn't really want to leave. <laughs> uh, but there's there's nothing like coming home, yeah. and you know when when you walk into the building and you have history in that building, and you have history in that weight room, and you have history in that locker room. You yourself, not just the history that's there, but you yourself have history. And and you look over, and and Miss Robinson is was my principal. She's now still the principal. Uh, had to she had was, to figure out casting when I was had there. to figure yeah. out Gokul and and Miller because I didn't really know those guys. But you walk into the 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 guidance office, and and Miss Hayes is still there, and yep. Miss Van Makitas is there, and and it just it after the first day, it didn't really matter anymore. You, we, I was home. Yeah, you know this is this is where people know me. This is where I grew up, uh, and and thank thank heavens we've been treated very well at at whatever. I mean that they love when alumni want to come back and help yeah. and, and be a part of things because usually the alumni that want to come back were the ones that made a lasting impression while they were there, mm-hmm. and so it, it's it's always good to see guys people. Not just yeah. not just guys, but but people come back, 
and and put something back into where they where they came from. Yeah, I mean, like Haley Haley Shoemakes can help out with yeah. you know Mike Beachman softball this yeah. year, and she was oh, a nice, yeah. standout you know softball player. So very good. You know, it's it is it's nice to see those. You know, and and I we teach uh, you know with a lot of people that we went to school with, and and then some that were there teaching when we were as, yeah. you know, students. So you know, it, it is kind of nice, and it it allows you to feel comfortable right away. Instead of being, you know, that awkward period where you're meeting people and, and figuring out how, you know, your, your relationship's going to be with them. And, and um, because it's going to be odd enough with the kids, right? Because the kids don't know you from whoever. Right. You know? Yeah. They, they know. know I, yeah. On. I graduated in 2002 and he graduated in 2005. And well, I, mean, I still have to tell you know, kids to this day, I actually graduated from this high school. They're like, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. but you know, who, it, it who's Travis sense. Williams? Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Who is mean, that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you couldn't yeah, imagine saying school. that ten years ago. No. No. Right. Right. But I mean, that's how that's how yeah. high school kids are. I mean, yep. I'm. I mean, uh, you know, we could probably go to Edwardsville right now, and they probably don't know who Mark Smith is anymore now right. that he's done it. Kansas yeah. State. Yep. They probably know who AJ is because he's yeah. playing in the NFL for the Bills. Uh, his, but, little, yeah. his little brother's still there too. So, yeah. So the FNS yeah. name still but, heavy uh, in Edwardsville. You know, I mean, there's that, these kids. They don't know. They probably have no clue who Gary Lane is. Right. No. You know, I mean, this guy was a. That's unfortunate. You know, he was a he was a NFL great, great guy. You know, we didn't talk about that either. You guys, you know, no playoff wins, but it's kind of like Alton. You know, well, we got that first one, and when I was a junior, you know, I was excited. Oh, the first playoff! Win. I didn't realize what Alton had in the late 60s and early 70s. I mean, they had a 10-0 team in 1970 yeah. Yeah. that a lot of people around here will say would have won a state championship if there would have been playoffs. Right. Some That's of those right. old school yeah. Wood River what, teams. 70, 74? Yeah, it started in 74. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, some of those old – I mean, Gary Lane never got to play in the right. playoffs. You right. know, I mean, they, they weren't yep. they weren't around. You know, I mean, so, you know, there was some – there were some players back in the day for these oh, for programs sure. yeah. that haven't won a football – you know, playoff game. I'm pretty I mean, sure Southwestern still. Southwestern does not have a playoff. Not a playoff yeah. one. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, some of the ones South, Southwestern, um, you guys, and uh, Metro East Lutheran, which now at this point probably won't. And I don't know if Collinsville won this year. This I don't year? know if that was their, their first. first. That yeah, might was, have been. Yeah. First, yeah. That's what I thought. I, I knew they. They. It's great um, for them. Yeah. That, that program is. They, still, I, yeah. they made the best decision possible. I think leaving uh, that conference and playing a an open schedule. Because they can go out and find games of teams that are fairly their size, they yeah. can challenge them, but not just gonna, you know. I mean, it's gonna be competitive. That Southwestern Conference is a is a bear. Oh my god, it's I a covered bear. a lot of. I mean, I covered and, a lot of it. I've covered it from both ends. I I covered it from the Edwardsville end, yep. and the I Alton end, and the Granite City end. Yep, right. I mean, and I mean, you know, it's a totally different view from those oh, yeah. other ends. You know, I For mean, sure. Alton had, you know, Dickerson had a couple years there where they were really good. Yeah, but. They still had a couple losses on that schedule, and that was Edwardsville and East Side. Right. I mean, they're just it's it's tough to beat those yep. those programs. I mean, yep. and I mean, some of my favorite games to cover is high school covering high school football was Edwardsville and East Side playing oh, yeah. each other. I mean, For they sure. were, you know, it's juggernauts going to one. Yeah, another. I, I mean, mean it was great. I mean, I remember the year that Martin. I think he he went for two, and they beat him. Um, yeah, there at home, and and uh, Sunkett wouldn't talk to us after the game, and he was pissed. <laughs> and you know, um, you know, Matt's fired up. I mean, they. I remember Matt. Matt would get fired up on the sidelines, and he'd start yelling at me like there'd be a call. I had him on here a while back, and I'd talk about how intense he was. You know, he'd be like, "We we tell this funny story." So years ago, I don't say any names because I'm not gonna say him on here. But there's an old school story. Matt didn't know this. I was telling him when he's on here. The old sports editor for 
an old sports writer from uh-huh. the area was covering an Edwardsville game and uh the the football coach at the time he's the the sports writers in the football co- the, the head coach at Edwardsville's ear saying you need to call a timeout you need to call a timeout and he goes you just cover the game I got this I'll coach my team and on the next play um the uh um, ref looks over and he goes, timeout Edwardsville. And the sports writer called the timeout. So we always oh joke about gosh. this story. So oh. I, so we're down there. We're covering an Edwardsville East Side game, and it's tight at the end. <laughs> and Martin's just, I mean, he's about to you know, be drooling. He's like just eyes ah, turning red in the face, and he's screaming from the sidelines. And Shaq's standing there with me. And Shaq elbows me in the, uh, in the side, and he goes, I'll give you 20 bucks if you call the timeout right now. <laughs> and I said, he'll put me in the hospital if I did something. And I told him that on here, and he started laughing. He was like, yeah, I don't know if that would have went over too well, yeah, Bill. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably not. So, I imagine. Yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that to anybody. You know, I mean, wow, that was Gave a crazy a story. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, but, um, yeah, I had I – had, you know, I got to see some some oh, really yeah. juggernaut games with with those those two teams playing each other. Um, a lot of a lot of talent for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's it's been you know, like you said, it was just different for me coming back and seeing the small schools yeah. and uh, getting kind of a passion and, and understanding for that. You know how different mm-hmm. it is. You know, um, and then real quick before we get out of here too, we'll talk. You know. You got basketball season going on right now. You're, you're uh, assistant Absolutely. coach there, and then we'll we'll talk a little bowling too, I guess. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, oh. yeah. So let's start with basketball right now. You guys just come out of the Roxana tournament. Yeah, uh, the Roxana tournament. I think we went one and three. Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, you know, played a really good game to start with Southwestern. Got after it a little bit, and and then we hit Legacy second. We we knew it was on the schedule. You know, we we got the pairings a long time ago, and we played them last year in this tournament as well. And you know they're they're a basketball team, yeah. And we are kids that play basketball, <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't mean you can't beat a team like that. You have to beat a team like that with 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 grittiness and and making plays and and just like I I hearken ourselves in football all the time. It's the same thing, you know. You can beat a better team, but you got to come out and play the way you should. You have to play, yeah. and it, it, it's not dirty, but it's gritty. Be conditioned too, and, conditioned yeah, and run the yeah. floor and and get those easy buckets and you know we we held with them for a half and then third quarter they started pulling away a little bit uh, ended up losing by about twelve I think it was and then they they got Carbondale the next game and they were uh, they were coming off a loss from Freeburg that I don't think they felt like they should have had yeah and they put it to us yeah uh, and that's an athletic that's an athletic group of kids that's a I think a two thousand kid school. Right, you know, we're sitting school. there at at five and a half school, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it, it it was a bit about match for us a little bit. And then we come back and play CM. We play CM real tough. We're up by yeah. seven and a half. Yeah, and, I saw that. Yeah, and uh, that, that would have been a, almost a trifecta for us. Seven yeah. one's kind of hard to defend though. Too, yep. isn't it? Oh yeah. It going, yeah, yeah, yeah. A big kid. <laughs> and yeah. you know, they they worked him down low a little bit, but yeah, uh, just a good group of kids. Again, we're led by we're led by five seniors, but. And then our 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 junior Devon Green. Yeah, I was going to say be, he's, he's having a good excellent start. Player. Yeah, uh, did have it. He has had a good start so far this season. Um, but you got senior leaders and and Gerber and and Sladen and Moore and 
yeah. Robinson, those guys that, that – and, again, those guys all come straight from football. Yeah, Green had 25 against CM, right? So I think yeah. he's averaging 23 a game. So wow, I mean, that's – yeah, even at Legacy he had 23, and then Southwestern I think he had 23. So I'm not sure what he had at Carbondale. Yeah, but you know, and but we were able to score on Carbondale. It wasn't like you know they just completely shut us down and and do things. But it's a good team. We're we're looking. We're hoping to to get into the conference play here in a little bit and run the floor a little bit and and be a be a team that's up and down a little bit. Yeah, uh, we are undersized most games. I mean, uh, Columbia's going to roll in here on Friday, and they got some. They got another seven footer, you know. So yeah. it seems like we'll see right. at least once a week yeah. here coming up. So, uh, but you know, it is Waterloo's it is. got one too. You don't have Waterloo on the schedule. Uh, do you? I don't know. I haven't really looked at too close. <laughs> I think they, I'm a, they have I'm a seven footer day kind of guy. <laughs> Waterloo's got a seven footer too. Just saying. But you, uh, you know, and, and Tyler Robinson's <laughs> done a really good job with those guys so far. You know, with a six eight six nine kid at, at Legacy, he did a really yeah. good. Frustrated the heck out of him, and uh, you know, you just got to get into him and and make him uncomfortable. Yeah. And because they're those guys like to play against size, you know, size versus size, they can get the ball, do their post move and stuff like that. You get little guys around them, and and they start bringing that ball down because they're used to being able to do that against a taller guy. And all of a sudden, you know, hands are yeah. going, and you know, you you can frustrate those guys a little bit. They'll start dropping their shoulder. You're taking charges yeah. and and stuff like that. So there's there's ways to defend it, uh, but you know. It's funny because all these all these football guys. I I used to coach. I obviously I coached basketball at Roxanne, and I coached it two years freshman wise when I came over to Woodriver. But none of these guys know I ever coached basketball. Yeah. And so you know I come out the first day. They're like, "Oh, Coach Aaron, you know we're gonna have fun." You know, he, I'm kind of the fun coach. I like to I like to goof around a little bit and run around. And you get to be the hard ass. He yeah. gets to yeah. be the fun yeah. one. Is that how it works? Yeah. And yeah. so, but in basketball, I'm completely different than I am in football. Oh. Like I, I, I want certain things to happen, and and with me, you're going to box out, and you're going to play defense. And if you don't do those things, then then I'm going to get upset about it. Offensively, <laughs> I mean, as long as we're moving on the floor and not being stagnant and stuff like that, we'll figure it out offensively. And defense but, about defense is about effort too. Defense that's where is you, about effort. That's where you're going to be putting. You in don't the work, have to. So, you don't yeah. have to be truly good at yeah. basketball to play defense. You don't have to be able to shoot. You don't have to dribble. You have to be able to move. Yep. And and boxing out it's an effort thing too. It, I, I've seen a I've seen a kid in, in Blake Vandiver that's five foot seven. Yeah, uh, box out a kid that's seven foot and get a rebound over him. You know, <laughs> so I mean it, yeah. it it can be done. And so right. that's kind of the philosophy I bring, I guess, to the basketball program. Yeah. And then and then you got Gokul. <laughs> Gogol's like my my grumpy uncle. Which, by the way, Kevin <laughs> Kevin had asked Kyle about forty times uh, to be you know to help him with basketball before Kyle finally said yes. It's a yeah. long season. Oh really yeah, is. there's yeah, some yeah, different yeah. things in the contract. You know they had to work out, but, uh, but yeah, supposedly was... I'm supposed to wear a tie and shorts. <laughs> a tie and yeah, shorts. That was, huh? that was yeah. a superintendent thing. <laughs> yeah. so, so one of these games at home, you're going to see me in a tie and shorts. It's going <laughs> to be fantastic. I'm sure there'll so, be pictures. Oh, there definitely will be. What about you? So where's the the bowling because you've been doing the bowling thing the entire time you've been doing the football thing, uh, pretty right? much all but one yeah. year yes yeah. yeah, so. uh, since my seventh year um, with bowling and uh um, just got another coach with me this year, uh, Neely Kinkle. Um, she's one of the special ed teachers with me, and, and she okay. runs uh, the co-op program there for her special ed stuff and, and our cafe. I mean, she does about everything. She's got a hand in everything. Yeah. She's, she's awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're 2-3 uh, and three on the year. Um, already eclipsed. You know, we already passed our, our win total All right. last year. Uh, but, we're, I mean, we have some, some kids, uh, you know, Bryce Hyde come over from football. 
Um, you know, and then Tim Tim Melton, who's just a really good bowler uh, all around. Um, L.J. Walker came out this first year. He's had some concussion issues, so he hasn't been able to play a lot of contact or any contact sports. Um, any, any kind of yeah, any kind of exertion at all. Um, wow. But he, you know, he came out and he's just kind of a natural at it. Uh, and then Miguel Romero, uh, my quarterback, came over and said, "I want to bowl." I'm like, "You sure you don't want to play basketball?" He's like, "No, I want to bowl." And so he's come out and surprised me. Um, wow. He's you know went from bowling starting you know starting off first thinking he's going to be like a 130 average to now he's like at a 160 average so oh wow uh, yeah um so it's it's uh and we've got a couple of guys that kind of fill out that varsity roster but uh, all in all i think we have 16 guys and seven girls um it's a little different intensity than it's football, uh, huh? it's it's a whole lot different <laughs> and it's and it's welcomed it's it's really yeah. nice although i tell you what i mean you get into these bowling matches like today i came from practice today and and uh um, who was it? Roxanne and Jersey were playing, and CM was playing somebody. <laughs> I couldn't tell they were further down, but I mean that place is packed. It, it, oh yeah! Like, I mean there are people everywhere. There's teams oh. screaming, and so I mean it's, you I've know the intensity it. still can get pretty high. Um, you know, especially if you come to, like our conference tournament or a regional or whatever. Uh, but uh, you know, but the the mood, I guess, you know, as far as from a coach goes, it's a it's way more relaxed in football, and and it is kind of a nice change up. You know, even though I'm still doing something every day after school, it's not as labor intensive, and and you know, practice planning and watching film and staying up all night and doing all that stuff. So, you know, I'm not I'm not staying up all night watching bowling videos. So, uh, right, you know, but <laughs> but like I said, we have a lot of good kids. Um, you know, and uh, we even thought at first we'd have to cut. We had so many boys sign up. Wow. But, but we ended up splitting up our JV team, so just to allow those kids to, to bowl um, and get that experience, because we're losing five seniors, six seniors, so we're going to need those guys to, to have some experience, and and um, it's been it's been great so far. So we have uh, actually play at Breeze tomorrow, and then we're at home against Sparta on Thursday. Okay. So it's uh, this is we're recording here. I mean, those will be passed by the time yep. this comes out, I think, but. We're recording here. It's November 29th as we're recording. But, yeah, yeah. so I know you guys are mid-season here. Or yep. start, season started for that stuff. But, yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit too. So, uh, you know, because that's – you know, it's it's tough. You're coming off a football season, <laughs> intense, long. Yeah. I mean, yep. you're in playoffs. You guys are, I'm sure, working late nights and working oh, constantly. Yeah. And then you're both now – coaching winter sports right too i just wanted one. people to understand that that yeah. you guys are doing that stuff too. no it's i mean i, I give a lot of props to neely because like i said she just got the job and and uh she pretty much had to do it all herself the first two weeks you know not knowing really anything and yeah because i was we were in the playoff week and then after that we had equipment turn in and stuff all that next week so i told her i'm like i'm like i'm so sorry but i've got to get this stuff taken care of and, and put yeah. away and doing all that stuff so uh, but she, you know, she's been great, and and um, so yeah, it's 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 a lot. I mean, oh yeah, when you really do what you're supposed to do as a as a coach of any sport of any level, um, it it takes a lot of your time, and uh, you know, and, and I think you know we try to stress that to our kids that you know we're not just a, a show it up you know that day and, and figure it out staff like we we go to clinics we do all this other stuff to to help you know make it better and and take time away from our families and our and my kids who are young and, and the four and six and and uh you know to be there for you guys so you know and we hope those parents understand that too you know when they're yelling at us on a friday night because we made a bad call so yeah. you know it's it, but it is what it is you know i've made enough bad calls in my career i'm sure i'll make some more and uh <laughs> that's never gonna that's never gonna be any different but um you know what, what i think it, it just i know the work i put in so 
you know, unless they can come out and do that, um, then I'm going to keep doing what I do. And the greatest thing yet is as an assistant coach, I've never made a bad call. <laughs> right? You're just going to let him – do you because let him know when all he makes the bad a, ones, they're his fault. Do you let him know when he makes a bad one? Uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Mo- most of the time we're in agreement on most stuff. It's not really welcomed yeah. when he says it. But. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about South Fork? Oh well, that was if, the, that was the spat we. Have you into. guys ever really gotten into it hardcore on the sidelines? Luckily, I mean, our yeah. first couple of years, I was up in the booth. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> and we true. were yeah. separate. Yeah, uh, I remember one one time at South Fork, uh, we're beating them thirty three to six. I mean, it, the game's over. Uh, I actually we went to college. The whole game. I went to college with the. The coach from South Fork is another guy, you know, that, that I know from college, and and we have a lot of respect for him and what he does over that. That's a small program that he has. Yeah, for uh, sure. But he does. He did a really good job with it, and it's late in the fourth, and and Gary calls a pass play. I said, Coach, the game's over, bud. We can just run the you know run the timeout and 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 you know <laughs> walk out of here without any kind of thing. And he gets on the he gets on the headset and says something along the lines of, "Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought I was the head coach of this team." <laughs> just just because he knows the certain things to say to me <clears throat> to get me mad, and I'm worried about our quarterback. Engler got dinged up a little bit and uh, two two uh, series ago. Yeah. And so I'm like, and then all of a sudden, he wants to run Jet Reed, which is you know outside sweep, but the quarterback's going to read it, and if he wants to keep it, and yeah. I know Engler. <laughs> He's keeping the ball. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm like, and I, hey, you know, if you don't want to listen to me, that's fine. I might as well just turn it off, you know. And then and he turns around and gives me a look, and it's one of those, you know, brothers. you know. Yeah. And, and you know, as soon as that look comes down, and then all of a sudden he, he ends up running it, and I'm slamming my fist on the table upstairs, and <laughs> we're having words over the thing. And, and then all of a sudden he he turns around at the very end and he goes, he goes hey, hey, are you mad? <laughs> Are you, what, what are you mad about? <laughs> Just knowing that's going to make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, we've had a couple of those, but uh, nothing <laughs> nothing uh, too bad. Most of those conversations are held for home. And, right. And, you know, the brothers will be brothers at times, and, and we get, you know, we'll get after each other a little bit, but it's all to because each one of us thinks we're right. Yeah. You know, in, and in you a both situation. have a passion. And we both have a passion right. for it. And, yep. Yeah. And by the end of it, either he'll explain his his side to me, or I'll explain his side to him, or we just decide not to agree together. <laughs> and and mostly what happens there is we'll do what he wants to do because well he is the head coach, <laughs> and so and that's the beauty of it for him. I don't I don't get to win too often. Again, I get told no more than most, and I've gotten used to it. So that's the that's the key I think to being a good assistant coach is hey we're gonna put this out there for you, but I'm not gonna be hurt necessarily when you say no about it. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you guys have set the new record. This is the longest episode of Coach Speak. There we go. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I I guess I I took about a month off here. So, you know, I've been uh, itching to get back in here, and it was fun. You know, couldn't do this without, you know, Nick Darr and Steve Medford sponsors this. And, you know, Nick Darr, the station manager here at WBGZ, those guys reached out to me to host this for them. They were too busy to do it, and I've had a blast doing this i love getting to catch up with with guys again it's Absolutely. a way to keep my 
feet, you know, my toes in yep. the water and the for local sure. sports yeah, scene too. And, yeah, we you definitely know, do miss um, you on the sidelines for sure. And, uh, you know, I've just had a blast doing this. i got to thank um, Lauren Luckett who puts this together. He, he's kind of the producer for this show. He he does a great job getting this out too. So, uh, yeah, and I like I said, I miss seeing all you guys too, so I love getting a chance to sit down here and, and talk to guys. You know, I've had Pat – Keith in here. I've had Joe Hook in here. I've yep. had, you know, Larry Smith in here. I've had Matt Martin and yeah. all these awesome people, you know, that that I got to be around and and stuff through the years. And uh, Jacob Lawrence, some of the old players. Oh I yeah. Into, oh, wow. Katie Broadway, Ali Treckler. I mean, I've had a great group of uh, that's awesome people come through and then sat down with guys like Matt Camp and Steve Porter and Dan Cruz, guys that yep. I worked with. Oh, so yeah. yeah, it's been been a lot of fun doing this and. I hope to to keep going for a while. Like we said, we got uh, got Wade, Wade in yeah. your next next episode. Wade talking. waiting in the wings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Bill. I mean, we appreciate you having us on here, and yeah, thanks to no WBGZ problem. and Nick and everybody who else, you know who's involved. Uh, this is a it's a pretty cool deal. I know I've listened to a couple of years before, and yeah. and I was like, man, I had to text him. We got to get on yeah. that thing, and then we <laughs> talked and. And so, uh, you know, no matter how long it took, it's it, you know, it's been worth it. It's it's been great to, to talk about it, and especially to see you again and hang out. And, yeah. Because uh, you know, we we do miss you on the sidelines. It's just not kind of you know, it's not quite the same having yeah. that relationship, you know, with a reporter and, and a guy right. who loves sports too, and and has so much invested into it. So, no, just yeah, uh, thank, you know, thanks for having us on. We appreciate yep. it. No problem, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Coach Speak podcast. If you're a coach or player or know a coach or player who would like to be featured on the Coach Speak podcast, email bill at broseberry5123 at gmail.com. And tune in next time on Coach Speak, presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Steve Medford.